we going over just the past show or the last show? Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends of Beyond the Binary, welcome to another episode of the Pridecast. <laughs> I to start recording. <laughs> we have that question. Oops. So the first thing... 11 out of 10. <laughs> so the first thing they're going to ask... The first thing they're going to listen to is if you ask, Yo, we just do it. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> oh. Hey, everybody. It's your boys. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Uh, hello. My name is Frank Patrick Venable, and I'll be your host for the evening. And I've got some 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 boys with me. One edge boy. Uh, his name is Corey. He's fucking useless. Uh, we do not have Lee, because Lee is being a responsible schoolboy. And definitely not snorting Adderall off a, off a hooker's butt. Like all good schoolboys do. And to make up for his absence, we have a very, very special guest on the cast today. We've got the director of AW, the longest reigning AW United States champion, TFK. That's right. How's it going, man? How is it going? Ah, I mean, it's quite the build-up to Odin, so... Yeah, it's been a long couple of weeks. It has been a long couple of weeks. And, uh... It is, it's starting to come to fruition. We got Evolution next week, boys! I've got a lot of stuff that I need to do for that show that I have not started one bit of yet. Ooh, hell yeah, my boy. I gotta, I gotta write with Roy. Gotta write that match. Gotta write my RP... And I think there's something else that I need to do. It could very well be this podcast that we're recording right now, but I think that's well, what that I... That is something that you need to do, and we are doing right now. Yeah, so I'm taking, so, care, I'm taking care of that, at least. We are so, very proactive, recording at the time we said we were going to record, on the day we said we were going to record. Actually, uh, may I make a confession? I originally told uh, Matt that we were going to be recording at 6.30... CST because I honestly thought that was the time that we usually recorded so I was get, I was prepared to show up a whole hour late Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it would have just been um, it wouldn't even been me and Matt in the call because I probably wouldn't have thought to add him to the chat <laughs> so uh, yeah I already told these boys but my day today has been a disaster so if I'm a little out of it that is right but I'll do my best to stay consummate and professional and not lose shit on the air. <laughs> yep. uh, so we've got... That's uh, my job. It is your job, and you're actually doing a poor job of it right now, which I appreciate. <sighs> okay. Gotta, gotta wait till we get in it to go uh, sicko mode. There's one good update to my life that I can talk about. Uh, I got a new air conditioner in my room, finally, so I'm not dying of uh, heat. Oh, yeah. So right now it's actually currently freezing in this room, but I will take that any day of the week in summer. Oh, uh, yeah. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go over the June 3rd edition of a Monday Night Clash, the Go Home Clash 4. 
evolution too. Like it's my Discord because it's making pinging noise. Uh, we are gonna go over the final card for Evolution 2, and we're going to take your questions, answer them as best as we can, and yeah, we're gonna have a good time with our friend, Matt. Uh, a very good time. Very good time. Very good. Definitely here for the good time. Now, full disclosure, <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So, full disclosure on my end, this is going to be the first time I have ever read this show, because I've been, I've been doing a whole bunch of other stuff, so I haven't had time to read this, but uh, I have been told that both Matt and Corey have it on hand, like, they've pre-read the show, so, we're going to hope for the best. So. <laughs> so. Uh, we start this clash. I almost called it slam. Holy shit! Oh god! Oof. No, this... where's Zephyr at? <laughs> Book it, Zeph. We start this episode of Clash with an opening segment, like all good clashes. We've got Billy and Chris saying it's the final stop on the road to Evolution Two. By God, Michael, two huge matches with two huge god, Chris. implications. A television title unification match. In which the UCI TV title is merged with IAW Television Championship and Carly versus Bishop to end their rivalry in a cage, but the loser is off of Evolution 2. Ooh. And then they get interrupted by ye old talent enhancers. The boys. Uh... Part of the TLC match at Evolution 2 with esteemed teams such as Warriors of the North, Red, Right, and Bruised. And Bishop and Priest. And also Catboys from Hell. Yes. Catboys from Hell? No, I, no, I said oh, Cowboys. Shit. I said Cowboys from Hell. You, you, you just did, heard but me. I just thought of that. Oh, fuck. Catboys from Hell. Alright. The, the Yowie fangirls are going crazy. <laughs> so, Timothy James. Fuck, fuck, we should get, uh, we should get fucking the guy who does the, uh, the fucking micros to make the Cowboys from Hell, but as Catboys. Uh, he would totally do it, too. <laughs> he would. I absolutely believe, I do believe he would do that. So, we got uh, Timothy James coming out, being a heel towards the crowd, talking about how the talent enhancers are going to get the belts and become the tag team champions. And then afterwards, he just starts dissing all the teams in the most cheapish heat way possible. Warriors of the North, more like Warriors of the Lame. Lame. Red, White, and Bruce, more like Big White Boobs. <laughs> Classic. King. And Cowboys from Hell, more like yours. And then they immediately get attacked by the Cowboys from Hell before he can even finish. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, a couple weeks ago, the talent enhancers pissed on the Cowboys' gear for no reason. <laughs> I, I, I remember that. That was that was an interesting time in in AW Land, and that that's the end of our that's the end of our opening segment. As uh, there's a big old brawl between the Cowboys from Hell and the talent enhancers. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so we continue on with a Spencer Adams and Kyle Kemp segment 
Spitch Adams thankfully is not getting his mic cut out in the middle of all this segment. <laughs> oh, y'all don't know about that yet. Oh, are you implying that you do know about that? Hey, we didn't think it was going to cut out last time, but it did. <laughs> uh, one week away. Fuck, I wasn't even there for that shit. I was away. Yeah, you were gone. <laughs> Fuck, I'll be here so uh, it won't happen again. Are you secretly like our electrical keeper for every show? Yeah. Yeah, the producer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how about the director? Are oh. you our grip? Oh. I've been a grip before. It was interesting. So many electrical wires and hot lights. Oof. Back to the, the segment at hand, though. One week away, ladies and gentlemen. One week away from history. Before we get there, though, I want to take this time to give everyone in attendance and those of you watching around the world something special. I'm here tonight for one last official fight smart moment. Pop. Kamiya comes out. Yo, remember when they were heels? God. No, because I wasn't here when they were heels. Oh, yeah, true. So about fight smart? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fight smart moment. Pop. Damn. This would have been weird to see uh, eight months ago. Yeah. <laughs> How the times have changed. Mm -hmm. uh, How the turntables. Sorry to burst your little bubble, but last time I checked, neither of you or scheduled to computer even appear tonight. Still, oh. here you are once again, hogging the spotlight. So I'm going to make it real simple for you. You can leave the arena now and make it easier on all of us, or I will have the two of you escorted out. The choice is yours, gentlemen. <laughs> Fucking wrecked. Also, Kip is out there. I forgot to mention that. Kip is out there with Spencer. And... Yeah, security comes out and takes Kip and Spencer away. That's the saddest segment I've ever <laughs> read about. <laughs> no moment for you, motherfuckers. Disappointment in Miami tonight. Fights Martin's handcuffed right now. Damn. That is the... Rip. S wow. <laughs> well, okay then. Spence getting cucked even in segments he writes himself. Oof. Oof. Oh, man, that's a sad segment. That's That's short, but sad. Well, moving on from that, I suppose, we've got our first match. We've got Jerry Miller versus Carlos Lopez, who was already in the ring. Is, Car you do. is Carlos Lopez a jobber? Carlos Lopez is Carlos Lopez. That doesn't fucking answer my question, but whatever. So, Jerry, Jerry Miller comes out, and we start the quick with lots of showboating and... It's a very short match. Jerry, yeah, it is. Jerry yeah. gets the easy, easy win. What easy fucking game. What can a, you miss it? What a great win for Jerry. She's back on a roll with in-action wrestling. More of that generic newbie getting a win win quotes from the commentators. <laughs> love him. I, 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 I love him. Yeah. Uh, we have a Mark Miller segment. Mark Miller, the Monster Miller, is, uh, if I remember correctly, the Nosferatu-like creature that Alex Richards paraded out to challenge Noble Savage on a previous edition hey. of Clash. Hell yeah. And now... <laughs> and he's very much not the uh, fucking shitty comic book guy who's 
game is spelled with an A-R. <laughs> Fucking, he goes in. No respect for Kamiya's office door, by the way. This happens <laughs> way too much. There need, she needs to reinforce that door. <laughs> no. He rips open the door and bellows, I want that bitch noble savage tonight. Damn. R.I.P. door. That's an easy answer. Where the road goes. That's an easy answer. No. What do you mean oh. no? It's simple. Action wrestling is loaded with talent, so I don't particularly care about someone who got destroyed in a matter of minutes. Ooh. What are you talking about? What are you blind? <laughs> <laughs> what are you blind? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh man. You shouldn't. St you wouldn't stand a chance against me. I'll give you a fair opportunity instead. There's this guy who keeps bugging me for a contract, so I'll give you both a chance. You will wrestle now, and the winner will get an action wrestling contract. I hope he has life insurance because he's gonna die. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that is eleven out of ten. That is legitimately an eleven out of ten. That's 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 good. That is G U D good. Good. Ah, oh, the following contest. Oh, so this, this just straights turn into a match. I, I'm all for it. Uh, it's scheduled for one fall. It's for an action wrestling contract. Weighing in at 400 pounds and hailing from Transylvania. <laughs> Mark the Monster Miller. Amazing. Billy, this guy's even bigger than me. He's got an anger management problem, too. You'd be mad, too, if your first appearance resulted in getting humiliated in seconds. And his opponent, Damn. weighing in at 197 pounds, below average Bob, Hardcore Holly's really sad cousin. <laughs> he comes out to Duke of Earl by Gene Chandler, who, and Chris Avery declares it the worst theme song ever. I asked him about that song choice. He said he just liked it. <laughs> Below average Bob hops onto the ring apron and slingshots himself into the ring. Unfortunately for Bob, his feet get caught on the top rope and he tumbles face first, landing at the feet of his opponent. Fuck. The ref sighs and calls for the Slap bell. Stick. Slap stick. Slap stick. Slap <laughs> stick. Uh, I'm just going to skip through this. Oh, wow. This is actually longer than I thought it was going to be. Your winner of the match as a result of count out earning an action wrestling contract below average Bob. So I Justice for Mark Miller. I thought Mark was gonna get it, and then I, I skip all the way to the end, and all of a sudden, here's your winner, Bob. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> Bob did Bob. it somehow. I don't know what kind of success he's gonna have in action wrestling. To be honest, probably not much, but he pulled it off somehow. Damn. Rip. <laughs> Bob, well, I tried, but he was just too big. Referee, um, dude, you won. <laughs> Even Bob can't believe. Bob, I'm gonna be, I'm going to the cruiserweight title yeah. match at Evolution. Woo! Nope, no. Even Speedwagon is afraid. <laughs> Even Speedwagon is afraid. Oh, on point, JoJo memes. God, I am here for below average Bob. He is the new king of AW. <laughs> oh, moving on. Oh shit. We've got a We've got an Alex and or Pastor Snack segment. Oh, you can go ahead and skip this one. 
Okay, sure. Uh, moving on, we've got a Lizzie Hope in Australia. No. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, was, I was never going to skip this. Not because of any personal affection towards you, but because I require all clashes to cover the entire show top to bottom. I don't want to leave out anything, even if it's by people that I actively have disdain for. So you get lucky this time, <laughs> Pashanak. <laughs> fuck you. Coward. We cut back from commercial to see Alexander Pasternak pacing anxiously back and forth inside the trainer's office. Uh, would you like to take this away? No. (laughs) 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 Wow. I've never been just straight up denied like that before on the broadcast. That's something. (laughs) Uh, there are uh, censor t- blocks. Uh, what is being censored, may- might I ask? The profanity. I'm selling this shit. We're on fucking network television. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so what's the what's fucking... the deal with this segment? Since since Corey won't tell me, uh, he's. I'll a... tell you the deal. Uh, I'm just. <laughs> okay. 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 So, wait, so wait, wait, before, just... before you start. Before you start. I just write to the part where Camilla tells Alex to take his clothes off, and I'm already very excited. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so this, uh, it's, it's obviously a fucking riff on the whole, is po- what, is Pasternak even uh, within cruiserweight, you know, weight status? Uh-huh. So it's like a fucking weigh-in, and it's, it's also just a big, like, riff on the fucking, uh, do you follow MMA at all, either of you? No. I mean, I know they're way in for their matches. Yeah. Well, uh, there's this guy, uh, Daniel Cormier. Who, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know Daniel Cormier. He's from uh, around my neck of the woods in Lafayette. Uh, hell, yeah. But uh, I can't remember what. I think it was a fight with Anthony Johnson. It doesn't really matter. He uh, weighs in, and he misses weight. And <laughs> I think it was because of, like, state regulations he got another chance to make weight and so he comes back out like a couple minutes later you know weighs it again puts his hands on like the modesty towel and like pushes it down <laughs> miraculously makes weight and so that was the thing I did with this okay that makes more sense now <laughs> oh Lafayette boys out here eating the modesty towel That's, oh yeah. I love that that was the deciding factor that little 1% of weight Oh. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> all right, boo. I don't got all day, so let's get right to it. Couldn't agree more. Take your clothes off. Water, <laughs> chief. <laughs> I also love this line. Wholesome and completely unproblematic. Good times with my best friends. Beach crew. <laughs> sort of a fat ass line of wholesome and completely unproblematic. Good times. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, you can't. Wow. You can't just cop to a uh, snorting blow in front of your boss. Come on. Two hundred point six pounds. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> As if there was a doubt. There you have, folks. All speculation about Pasternak's weight ought to be put to bed now after he's proven to weigh under 201 pounds. 
Wow, that was a fun time. Uh, I, I ship Kamiya and Pasternak. What about you? <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so moving on, we got a Lizzie Hope and Estrella Louise segment. Go, bitch. Go, bitch. Go, bestie. Can't fuck with these hoes because they messy. Shout out to Bad Baby. Shout out to Bad Baby and shout out to Kodak Black Known Rapist. <laughs> I will always introduce him that way on this podcast because that is what he is. <laughs> True, you're right. Let's see, what? Uh, so we are in Miami. Tonight's our night, fam. The Buzz leaving Clash tonight will be what me and my MF and Bestie do as we take those final steps to evolution. So here we are for one thing, y'all. We're going to welcome you to the Listrella Show. The what now? The Listrella. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Matt. That is what they said, the Listrella <laughs> Show. <laughs> Before we get into it, I just want to give a big shout out to my girl Jerry Miller for her successful return to action tonight. Did y'all get a kick out of that? Let's see a clip real quick. And then they show a, a replay of the opening match. Hell yeah. Kudos, I As guess. one does. Weird flex, but okay. Damn, girl, could you be a little more enthusiastic? That's your friend, Liz. Chris, do I sense a little jealousy? Only a banging trifecta of titties will get Estrella and <laughs> on the same page. And I'll tell you what, Chris, I'd be happy to film it. God, Billy, you are such a fucking weirdo. God. Oh, and yeah, and, and Chris, oh, Avery, yeah, Billy, Chris, Avery, boy. Chris Avery fucking agrees with me, calls Billy sick. Purely documentary and purposes, my brutish friend. I'm going to call my masterpiece the Scissor Sisters. Ah, uh, Billy. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Just to think Pasta was actually being all friendly, family, wholesome in his segment, and we get Scissor Sisters and Billy. <laughs> that is a sentence that will never be said ever again, because you know Billy would never get with Scissor Sisters. <laughs> Damn. But you know who would? Me. I have a story for later in the podcast. Oh, boy. Ah, hell yeah. In just a few moments, my girl Lizzie and I are going to take on the dysfunctional team of what are their names again? Does it matter? Scattered laughter. <laughs> One of them is you, Kitty. Boo. You still haven't answered the question everybody has wondered. You powder around week after week, no friends or allies in sight, issuing challenges and being unable to hold up your end of the bargain. So fuck, Kitty. You found that partner yet? I highly doubt anyone will ever give her the time of day, you know, because not only does she got to get someone to help her fight battles that she picked herself, but they know they got to get in the ring with two of the hottest names in A-Dub. And they do their bestie thing. I'm not going to say that. Uh, uh, I was hoping you'd say La Princesa so I could just, like, chime in. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll do it now. Well, now we already fucking blew it, so... No, 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 We're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, and you're gonna fucking like it, okay? You asked for it. this. Fuck is what you, you, this is what you... <laughs> Listen here, son, this is what you asked for, and you're gonna like it, goddammit. <laughs> I didn't want you to... <sighs> <sighs> you know what, sis? What's up, girl? 
I'm tired of waiting. You know, I know you're tired of waiting. And everybody in this bitch is tired of waiting. So let's end this game right now. I don't want to wait for Evolution to get my hands around her neck. Here we go. Kennedy, bring your ass out here right now. The crowd all at once simultaneously busts a nut. Even women. <laughs> Yo, that's what the fucking thing says. Everyone busts a nut. It says the crowd busts a nut. That's what they do. <laughs> this is reality. I would like to imagine that everyone walked out of class this night with wet stains in their trousers. That's how it'd be sometimes. <sighs> For many, as many foolish decisions Lizzie Hope has made, I gotta respect these kids' hearts. She's going for the third right now, one of AW's most established veterans. Let's see, it does. Yeah, Kennedy Matthews does not show up. More brew. And it's a live video feed. There's broken glass all over the floor as the camera slowly pans around the room. Fans are now at the edges of their seats as Lizzie and Australia look on. Very confused about what's happening on the screen right now. Camera begins zooming in on a few broken shards until it reaches a small pool of blood. And then the pale skin of someone comes into focus with blood soaking into their arm. What the hell is this, Chris? It's... Oh no, they got Jerry Miller. Not Gary. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Jerry, my dude. You think I fucking care? Let this be a warning, Lizzie. You better keep a close eye on your friends because your enemies are closer than they appear. Holy shit, that's cold. Damn. Rip. Damn, that is, that is fucking hardcore. R.I.P. Gary Myler. Gary, Jerry Myler, rest in pieces. <laughs> rest in spaghetti. Never forgetty. Always <laughs> forgetty. Oof. Also, uh, it sucks because Team Besties uh, actually is... Yeah, Besties is... Uh... I get confused because Besties, I think, also call themselves by the Estrella Show... Team Bestie is Lizzie Hope and Estrella Louise, right? Yeah. Okay. I got confused for a minute because I'm sleepy. <laughs> but... They really do be like that? This segment is rough because not only did they realize that their friend just got horrifically attacked, but now Besties also has a match against L.A. Johnny Styles and Dane Preston. Hell Yeah. Here comes the Paragon of Americana. This is one ballsy dude. I'll give him that. Not much else, but he has a big set of balls. Billy already, <laughs> Billy already out here for Pride Month, I see. <laughs> we out here whiling. 419. Got a minute. I'm not going to read his whole entrance. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Shadow Love. He is not Shadow Love, but if he if he gets on Shadow Love's level, I will read his entrance on the cast at a later date. And uh, next up is Mr. Dane Preston. Now, Dane Preston, that name sounds familiar. Is that someone that I know? I don't believe so. Huh. They, his handler's in the uh, Facebook chat now, but I don't believe he's handled anyone else in action wrestling. No, I think he's connected to like DV and some other guys, if I remember right. That would make sense, yeah. 
Alright, well, good to have you in the Fed, Dean. This is the first time I've seen you on the broadcast, so hope you do good. And we get on to the match. Uh, I do not see any shenanigans that I need to take care of, except for Preston. Uh, let's see. So Team Bestie wins the match, and... Dane Preston walks out and gets a microphone and goes back into the ring. And Dane says, Johnny, you have no idea how badly you fucked yourself that other night. I was marinating about possibly joining your pissant faction, and then you had to go and break into my room. You proceeded to smash the windshield of a car that I've put my heart into since getting out of prison. But where you really fucked up is when you stole the RV. We could have been sleeping inside that RV to prepare ourselves for life on this road. You could have killed my family and I, you dumb son of a bitch. Instead of preparing for our road trip, I had to call my father-in-law and explain to him how you violated our home and destroyed our property. And then we had to fly coke last minute. Why do you think I'm in street clothes? I only just arrived at the arena before this match. <laughs> Holy Fuck. shit. Wow. Give me a fucking mic. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> hey, cut out before you make things worse for yourself. I'm sure you know that you've got one hell of a legal battle ahead of you for what you pulled in my house. What you may not know is that at Evo, you and I are going one-on-one. -on -one, but I ain't gonna wait until then. And then he drops the mic, and then he gives a sudden impact super kick to Styles face, crumbling the blue-haired pimp to the mat. Well, 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 well goddamn... Dane Preston, we just introduced you to the podcast. What a fucking entrance this guy has made onto the, the yeah. of our listeners. That's amazing. <laughs> we had to fly coach last minute. Oh, welcome to the Fed, Dane. I hope you do well. That was amazing. 11 out of 10. All right. So next up, oh boy, we got a Alex Richards segment. Hell yeah. Because of the small size of the show this week, everyone is getting an opportunity if they want one. Currently in the ring from the Catskill Mountains, weighing in at 235 pounds, Cheetah Jr. Growl. You say that like it's a good thing. I don't think that's a good time he's getting an opportunity. His opponent, Chicago, Illinois, weighing in at 325 pounds. He is the king of mass confusion. Alex Richards. He walks out wearing a black suit. And uh, Alex Richards, I believe, is going to kill this man. And he does. He wins by submission in about 24 seconds. Womp womp. You fucking poacher. Someone called Greenpeace. Oh, someone called Stampy. His, his jungle brother is getting attacked. Fuck. That's a deep cut. It's a deep cut, and it's one that I'll make forever because the unsung saga of Stampy versus Buona Blood is one that needs to be written by someone. <laughs> Buona Blood. Buona Blood. <laughs> what a what a fucking what a, what a, what a, what a legendary character that lasted for like two weeks. Oh, uh, love it. You know about that, my Matt. I think it happened before I got to WCF. Uh, so, there are already two characters that sign up around the same time. Uh, one mm -hmm. is Stampy. His gimmick was that he is a like a wild boy raised by elephants in Africa. 
Oh. And the other character is Buona Blood, who his pick base was Ben Stiller in some movie, and his gimmick was that he was like a like a like a like a big game hunter. And so on the WCF podcast, Flash and uh, Howard made the joke that they should get into a feud where Buona Blood kills Stampy's parents and Stampy goes for revenge. <laughs> oh my god. It was the best thing I ever heard, and both of those guys left immediately after, so that never got written. Oh, damn. That would have been a great story. It would have been, and I'm, I'm sad that it didn't happen, but, you know, we can't sit around thinking about things we can't have, so. So Alex Richards gets on the mic after his easy win. He says, I am filled with rage right now. I would love to take it out on someone. That's why I requested this match. Then you saw what I did. Shrug. I let him off the hook. I am not filled with rage for this poor kid. I am not here to hurt him. Instead, I'm going to save my fury for the true target. Noble Savage. I've been waiting months to get my hands on you. Months to finally end this once and for all. I would have, I could have destroyed this kid, but he didn't deserve it. You do. I showed mercy to Cheetah Joe Jr., but make no mistake about it. At Evolution 2, I will show absolutely no mercy to you, Savage, because you don't deserve any mercy. Normally, I'd be out, out here trying to be entertaining. I'd be out here trying to sell the world on what an entertaining match they're going to see between myself and Noble Savage, between two former WCF World Champions, between two former stablemates. But I'm not going to lie to you people. This is going to be a slaughter. And you will deserve every single decisive final blow I land, Savage. It took you months to decide with action wrestling. I'm not gonna I'm gonna make you regret that decision at Evolution 2. You can count on that. And then he leaves very angry. Yo, shout out to Alex Capone looking ass. <laughs> God putting out hits on people. <laughs> Cheetah Jr. survived because I allowed him to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Next up, we have a Nick Holden segment. I do not know who Nick Holden is. Another uh, new-ish Ooh, person, right. if I remember right, yeah. All right, well, welcome to the show, Nick Holden. Welcome to the show. What can I get you? Oh, by the way, I should... Say before I start reading that he is at a bar called Kill Your Idol. Fuck. What, what can I get you? <laughs> Quote unquote homie. Hey man, let me get a Mickey's. You got it. You look like a guy I just saw wrestle last week on Clash. Here's your beer. Wait a second, I know who you are. You're um Nick Holden. You're right I am. Man, that shit was killing me. Why aren't you on the card this week? You have a win over a former champion and that Roger guy and they got matches. I don't know, man. I don't make the card. I just wrestle when I am on it. Damn, that's actually really sad. Damn. <laughs> well, you got talent, man, and your moves. Uh, I've wrestled. I've watched wrestling for a long time, and I haven't seen movies like yours. Oh, womp. Womp womp. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen movies like yours, TFK. <laughs> and I don't think I want to watch movies like TFK's. <laughs> of course you do. Everyone wants to. <sighs> Thanks, man. Thanks for the drink. Keep watching, and I'm going to just wreck everyone in AW. Really? Everyone? I don't care who the fuck everyone. they put in front of me. It could be Hazel again. It could be anybody that's on the kickoff show. It can be Roy Speed, Hawkins, FPV. It could be Owen Torture. Or it could be Michael X, or even the World Heavyweight Champion Lockhart. I'm going to beat the shit out of my boss. <laughs> 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 
hey, you, you can never go wrong with crossing the balls in wrestling. <laughs> I've learned anything. It'll only get you to the top of the card. I will wreck everybody and take everything from them and be the world heavyweight champion now. Throw your spades up. Oh, Jesus. Nick stands up and leaves the bar as he blows smoke in everybody's faces and laughs. Damn. So I, he just, I, so I, 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 the bar, he just goes around like to every fucking person and blows smoke <laughs> in their face. I appreciate I appreciate the moxie that this kid has, so we'll see I, where he goes from I there. I aspire to be that petty. He, oh, he, yeah. he name dropped FP, FPV. He did. He did. Damn, is this and, your burner account? <laughs> yeah, a burner yeah. Huh. You think just because I get name called in uh, a segment that I'm going to respond to it with like, oh man, he name dropped me. That's the, he's the best kid in the world. He's going to be a world champion, Hall of Fame. No, I I am a mark for myself, but I am a humble mark for myself. So shut up. <laughs> mm. Now this next match, I'm very looking forward to Barry Ray Buford. I like his character. I remember if I remember who Barry Ray Buford is. <laughs> we got a Barry Ray Buford versus Roger Payton Jr. match. Who oh boy? It's the debuting Barry Ray Buford. Guy looks like quite a colorful character, Chris. Yeah, we always love getting new blood here in National Wrestling. Let's see what Barry has got to offer. So let's see how how this ah very clean affair as you would expect from a Roger Payton Jr. match. It is uh, Barry Ray Buford who gets the win on his debut match. Now, Matt, why are you excited for this in particular? Just I I like his character. I like the the dad. I like when he talks. It's it's so spot on. Like I don't know. Like I can hear JBL saying the words that he has him say. I don't know. Just <laughs> seems really spot on for me. I like his character. Well, all right. Well, welcome to the Fed, Barry Ray Buford. Hope you get many success in your journey as we move on to another Spencer Adams and Kyle Kemp segment. <laughs> uh, let me read this opening bit. This seems interesting. I'd like to take a moment <laughs> to talk about Arby's oh, Market fuck, Fresh Sandwiches. I forgot about that. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> talk about Arby's Market Fresh Sandwiches. Whether you prefer the pecan chicken salad or the altered BLT, you really just can't go wrong. I'm really proudly hooking up a concert. It turns out as we see Dershowitz discreetly eking a bacon nader junior Billy Smythe's sandwich. <laughs> Never betray Arby's. We stand. Never betray Arby's. We stand. I don't. You don't even know what that means. <laughs> Iconic. Oh, Billy, you mess. Uh, but. All day by Kanye West booms over the PA, and it's fight smart. Apparently, let me see. Yeah, Kyle Kip and Spencer makes their way down to the concrete. Can't get rid of the, these guys that easy. Kip is screaming, Kamea Gonzalez, we will not shut up. We will not be silenced. Fight smart, fight smart, fight smart, fight smart. Clap, clap, clap. Clap, clap, clap. Some pre-game tailgating for Evolution 2. I love it almost as love, almost as much as I love this sandwich. Almost. Almost. Play our music. <laughs> Alexa, play uh, Arby's. We got the meats. 
Trap trap remix. <laughs> Damn. Kyle, Kip, and Spencer Adams have come unglued tonight. And they have apparently just started fighting security guards. Excellent stuff. Moving on to Jazzy John McCartney and Hazel Overton. And now I wrote Jazzy John McCartney's final match in WCF. And I think I think Hazel might have been in that match as well. Fuck. No, 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 it was someone else. But uh, I definitely wrote... I remember Jazzy John McCartney because of how jazzy he is. I like jazz. <sighs> I'm going to jump off a building when I, I hear that. <laughs> I want to die in New Orleans. <laughs> I no longer feel the razor guarding my heel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, suicide boys for life. Hell yeah. Jazzy John McCartney about to make a jazz remix of Kill Yourself Part 3. <laughs> Our next match uh, should be interesting. Have you lost your mind, will you? My name is Billy. <laughs> Why is Chris Avery treating Billy like he is? Oh... <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter. These so two so I am a grown ass man. You will call me Billy. <laughs> it doesn't matter. These two co so called competitors, these wastes of spate, haven't even uttered a word. They could have been abducted by the Illuminati. Really? Where are they? As if they completely vanished. Uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Chris Avery is becoming a heel all of a sudden. Well, it's jazzy, jazzy. John was also a yawner over at WCF. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Chris. Enthusiastic, this dude looks bored, as if he couldn't even be bothered. Damn. <sighs> this Miami crowd is rambunctious tonight. Only you, Billy, would use the word rambunctious. <laughs> uh, and, unfortunately, this match is underway. Why? Whoever wrote this match, why are you burying this match? in such yeah. a blatant way. Like, did both of these guys no-show? I know John, I think, no-show, because I saw his post on the uh, the yeah. action lounge, but did Hazel also no-show? I believe they both no-showed. Okay, well... If I remember correctly, but my memory is, you know, spotty at best. That is that is fair, but also, if you're writing this match and they both no-show, don't, don't bury them like this. That's just mean and mean-spirited, like... Uh, I have I, I take gumption with the way that this match was written, but yeah, it is what it is. But some interesting yeah, shit. Here, Wyland. Uh Jacob Lister has just crushed the grapes of John McCartney with a kick. McCarty, not McCartney, I should say. <laughs> so Jacob Lister has invaded the fucking match all of a sudden. Looming Death, isn't that a tad over dramatic? I just heard Jacob Lister hasn't been taking his anti-gay psychotic medication. Excuse me? <laughs> what? Excuse me. Damn. That's, that's not Happy very... Pride. <laughs> wow. Not money of you. <laughs> that wasn't very sicko mode of you. <sighs> well... 
I do appreciate that this does tie into uh, Jacob's feud with uh, Hazel for the pre-show of Evolution, but good. We out here? Yeah, unfortunately. Did this match even end? It didn't. It just went to a no contest. It went to I a think no this contest. will go down as a no contest. Well, goddamn. I'll have to agree with that. I realized that you're just reading the end of the segment, but without context, it sounded like you were just being really sarcastic at me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are moving on to Kennedy Matthews versus Danny California. I'm still sad that he does not come out to Red Hot Chili Peppers. That is a bit of a waste of opportunity, but it's it's fine. I can I can I can handle it. So, uh, uh, so what is, for what is, maximum memes, if if I did a California to come out to a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, it would totally have to be uh, Californication, <laughs> and oh, not yeah. the actual titular song. Right? No, no, no. Have her come That's out to have her come out to. By the way, the song that mentions the character Danny California, but not the Ooh. song Danny California. Ooh, or just fuck it, give it away. <laughs> give it away. No, no, no. Not even no, give it away. Can. Just co- ever come out to a bedrock ad from the parody of Give It Away by Weird Al Yankovic. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. Billy even fucking quotes the song when Kennedy goes to make the cover. He says, California, rest in peace. <laughs> Brilliant. And immediately after... Immediately after Kennedy Matthews wins, uh, Team Bestie fucking comes out. Even a groggy and bandaged Jerry Miller just invade the ring. You must think I'm stupid, eh? Eh? You ain't got the answer, Sway. <laughs> uh, I'm not throwing myself to the wolves right now. That's what you want, but I'm not giving it to you, Lizzie. I'm not giving you anything. I'm only taking. You took my friend, so I'm taking yours. What? Jerry, I hope I didn't hurt you too bad, because you better suit up. You're my partner at Evolution. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Swerve. I know how it feels to have to throw punches at the people you care about. Right, Estrella? Lizzie, you don't have you haven't had to do that yet. You haven't had to bury your own friends. Well the time is now, Lizzie. Put on your big girl pants because it's not for the faint of heart. You can't set your eyes only on me, you know. Because Jerry. Poor Jerry. Unfortunately for you, you're just collateral damage. You formed a friendship with someone so toxic that her enemy decided to use you as an example. I'm sorry, Jerry. I really am. You didn't deserve that. But you should have seen it coming, no? Estrella didn't show, didn't see how poisonous Lizzie is. And neither did you. But you should have. I'll see you girls at Evolution. What a, what a fucking prestigious swerve that was. Yeah, nice Shyamalan wrote that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Damn. Oh, I'm very excited for this next segment, but before I leave, uh, I am now suddenly very invested in this Kennedy Matthews Jerry Miller versus Team Bestie match. <laughs> that is fucking Jerry. As that, that is a good way to build a low card feud, I will say. R.I.P. Gary. And, again. And fuck you, Kennedy. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit heel. 
<laughs> we come back live after a 7 minute and 50 second split screen ring entrance and commercial break. <laughs> I love how Shadow Love is so precise with literally everything that he does. Very much so. His low, dusty voice love. rings out fully throughout the American Airlines arena from a microphone with all the charm and charisma that one can muster, mister, as he gets down to business and starts painting his masterpiece. Jared Holmes. Beach crew should have stayed clear of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Skype, Snapchat, Tumblr, you know what the fuck? <laughs> anti-social media apps that you've been trying to follow me on. <laughs> but if I stayed off Skype, I wouldn't be able to record this cast. Damn. That, that'll love, please. <laughs> that'll love. That'll love's going dicko mode on you. <laughs> It would have saved you from making one of the biggest mistakes in your professional wrestling sports entertainment business career, Jared. Every line has me stopping to laugh. I'm sorry. You've invested quite a big part of yourself into my professional wrestling sports business career. I, know. I fucking love Shadow Love. And now, you must ex- and now you must accept the ramifications of following that stardom. That stardom that you once nurtured inside and outside of the squared circle, which has now become just as stale and dormant as the WCF these days, and will remain just as long oh. and buried in the accolades of your past transgressions. What a sentence. Well, Action Wrestling's hierarchy, every Velveteen wrestler behind the curtain in the back, and Action Wrestling's fandom continue to mourn over your loss. Will Beach Crew continue making excuses after excuses, after I am the one that embarrasses you in the very near-distant future at Evolution 2? I just imagine, like, uh, Shadow of having to take a really deep breath after every sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it it fits with the uh, low... His low, dusky voice. Yeah. Like, fuck, he has to take a fucking, like, Darth Vader breath. <gasps> and we got Miss Miyamoto. Miss Miyamoto. Action Wrestling's hierarchy. Every Velveteen wrestler behind the curtain in the back in Action Wrestling fandom can see how very addicted that you've become, Jared Holmes, son. After going through the withdrawals of copyright infringement coming from being in the spotlight presence of the very huge, ever-present, effervescent, and everlasting shadowy eclipse that is the handsome half-breed Shadow Love, son. That is one sentence, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Your poison letter, your telegram, Jared, just goes to show you, don't give a damn, I autographed you and you paid homage to my greatness by autographing me. But at Evolution 2, your time to be pathetic around the people who love you will come full squared circle, my friend, and Beach Crew will come to judge you. You will tell them everything that you've been holding back about me as you let all your traumatizing emotional state of mind when revealing that you're not passing your torch to Wade, William, Bill, or Billy Moore. Alexander Pasternak, or even, or even Ryan Lockhart. 
And just like Andre the Giant passing the torch to Hulk Hogan and the WCF passing the torch to Ashton Wrestling, they will come for you as you cry your crocodile tears on their shoulders knowing that the once great celestial six-god shark has passed the torch to not only your heir apparent, but your favorite and most polarizing, modern-day, charismatic, and charming, egotistical, narcissistic, politically incorrect, felicitating, self-righteous, second-generation, megalomaniac, most efficient apex predator at Evolution 2. <gasps> You almost had it. Almost. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, uh, Chief. Every time I see uh, uh, felicitating in Shadow Love's, you know, big thing, I always <laughs> initially misread it as uh, felatiating. <laughs> I'm like, happy hey. pride. <laughs> I mean, it would fit. God. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to fucking find a, a Shadow Love promo, and I'm going to just do a dramatic reading of a Shadow Love promo. I'm going to be out of breath <laughs> at the very end of it. It'll take, like, half an hour to read, like, one fucking RP. Next up, we have a very short and sweet Carly Nash segment. Any comments on your match and the possible implications? Tonight is a lose-a-lose situation for me. I lose and I'm off the evolution card. And all of Red, White, and Bruce, hard work goes down the drain. But if you win, you're on the card and Bishop is off. That's where you're wrong. Haven't you been listening to what I've been saying lately? Even if Bishop loses tonight, he'll be on the evolution card. Because management isn't going to keep someone they consider a top star of their biggest pay-per-view of the year. You see, Bishop, as I have said, is considered an action wrestling legend. So like I've already stated, his spot on the card is pretty much secured. Now if you will excuse me. Damn. Damn. Wait a minute. Is this... What are you mumbling to yourself? Thicko mode. <laughs> Get the fuck out of this call right now, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so I am confused. If uh, you insist. No, 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 don't, don't, don't go. I need, I need, I need... <sighs> Okay, uh, this is a Nikki Vaughn versus Acero and Nikki Vaughn segment. Apparently, we catch the very tail end of a fucking jobber match. I think this is very because it starts with a count, like a one, two, three, ding, ding count. I have no yeah. idea what's going on. <laughs> it really do be like that sometimes, you know. So it. Lucy Midnight beats Acero, so she'll be happy when she goes back to the alley tonight. Jesus, Billy. Damn. <laughs> My favorite thing is uh, Tord in the fucking chat a couple days ago. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, neither of the announcers are heels. <laughs> Oof, I know. Uh, give oh, me, it's give me, so give, good. Give me one second. I need to go turn my AC back on because I am starting to get a little warm. I finally have the luxury to do that now. So, uh, yeah. We got, uh, this, this, this segment. Yeet. When did Nikki Vaughn become, uh... There we go. Okay. Alexa Bliss. I thought it used to be Charlotte. What happened? It's, it, it's not Charlotte? Anymore? He, Fuck. She, no, it's you, now it, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, it's Alexa well, Bliss. So Nikki Vaughn comes out. 
that's what happens when you don't feature someone as talented as me on TV. I have to come out here and make a statement by beating down a fat, disgusting pig. Tonight, all of you morons here in Miami are going to witness Carly destroy Bishop to the point he will never step foot inside a wrestling ring again. Blah, blah, blah. And after Carly ends Bishop's career, she and I walk into evolution, and whether it be a table, a ladder, or a chair, we will beat down everyone and walk out of evolution as tag team champions. You might yeah. need a crane to get that fat, disgusting slob out of the ring. Well, Jesus, tell us how you really <laughs> feel, Nikki. <sighs> oh, oh boy. Lads, oh, shit. Here lads, we go. Lads, lads, we made it. It's the final segment of the greatest rivalry in action wrestling history. Philly versus all fast food restaurants that aren't Arby's. <laughs> yep. We sweep to late just with Cole Baird and Kids Grove are smiling laughing in the midst of an interview. So SNL hosting, huh? Yes, sir. I'm excited about the opportunity to get out there and do some comedy. Between your work on the Fortnite picture we keep hearing whispers about and your preparation for your showdown at Evolution 2, I'm just surprised you've got the time to make this SNL appearance happen. Well, you know how it is, Steven. We make time for the things we love. Well, Sam, over the past few months, it's certainly seemed as though you've been making time for your feud with Dandy DeVito. Ah, oh, don't get me started on that knob, Stephen. Last I played, last I saw, my security crew loaded his ass up on a plane and flew him back here to the States after he invaded my studio and attacked me in my workplace. And you made your way to his childhood home and his mother made you cookies. Ha! Huh, yeah. I think the message I wanted Danny to receive was sent loud and clear. And I'll tell you what, Stephen. The woman makes a mean cookie. Well, Harry Diderot won't be happy to know that, so Harry Diderot... <laughs> Harry Dito, get, get with Kids Grove and get fucking Danny's mom's number. Damn. Well, I'm sorry to spring this on you, Sam, but I have a surprise for you. Kids Grove grows suspicious. What's going on? Joining us tonight to have a peace talk of sorts is... You did it. Action Wrestling's United said, Why would you bring him here? Champion Dandy DeVito. Kids Grove leaves out of his chair prepared for a fight. But a subdued Danny DeVito walks slowly from the backstage area wearing a neck brace. <laughs> a look of confusion and skepticism grows on Sam's face. Danny walks towards the couch and takes a seat while calmly inviting Kids Grove to return to his. Sam, Sam, go ahead and take a seat. Danny has assured me he comes in peace. What the hell is this about, Stephen? Why this prick wearing a neck brace? Sam, your boys gave me a pretty heavy beatdown. Before they left me for dead, after I whoop your ass, Jens Grove. Doc said I got lucky, but that whiplash ain't got nothing to fuck with. And he put me, he put my ass in the neck brace. This is just another game, isn't it? Just another way you can try and get the upper hand for Evolution 2. Sammy, kids, calm your ass, son. This ain't nothing but a medical emergency brought on by your boys. Now, come boys. on. This is a trick, Steven. Don't you see through this shit? Whoa, Sam, let's watch the language here. This is CBS. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I love this segment is the best segment I've ever read in my life. <laughs> God, this is a peace talk, not a violence talk. <laughs> Sam, sit down, son. Don't you think you've done enough? You had your boys damn near kill me. You turn two of my best friends in the world against me, and you throw my mama. I'm sitting here in a neck brace, so what are you going to do? Hit me? Guys, this is a peace talk, not a violence talk. Sam, please take a seat. 
hot pussy. Sam jumps up and open hands, slaps D.D. across the face. We're uh, we're gonna go to a co and then D's voice raised from behind a couch and he stands up. Sam, I may not have backup at evil like you do, but you better not forget that you gotta put in a fucking cage with me. A fucking cage! Ain't gonna be no escape. Ain't gonna be no fucking mercy. I've been building this hate in my heart for six fucking months. And come evolution, I'ma let it all out. Make your funeral pants, you soon to be corpse. But make sure you ain't planning no open casket shit. Cause there ain't gonna be nothing left to look at ya. You some bitch. Commercial now. <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen when an action wrestling superstar is for an appearance. Damn, that's the weirdest episode of the Colbert Report I've ever seen. <laughs> and that's the word. We'll be right back. <laughs> God, I miss the Colbert Report. The late show's good, but I miss the Colbert Report. Yeah. Oh, what a... Oh, just what a... Oh, that was so good. That was excellent. That's just... Uh, uh, oh, yes. Bye -bye. Spicy. And now we move on to a Traps and then Derek Vaden segment. There's people uh, have, a, have people apparently just been coming up to Darren Vaden's locker room door asking for his help. That's just a thing now. I love it. That's, that's really fucking good. Hello, are you in there, Dev? It's me, Traps and Hey, man, I just want to let you know that there's no hee-hee between us. You've got one that's very clear, and I hope I got yours, too. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah, man, you totally earned my respect, my dude. You got the glow, David, baby. And the glow needs something to shine off of. So I got you some. Pulls out a black gym bag. He begins fishing through the bag of dirt, looking on. Shells around for a minute before pulling it out about. What do you think? Only the finest of Swarovski crystals, my man. It's a black glove covered in crystals. Wow, that's really shiny. <laughs> but it's awesome. Thanks, my man. Good look out there, bro. If you never need a hand, I'm just one Shamona away. <laughs> Drops and spins, nodding with a downward tilt of his hat. He then moonwalks out of the scene, leaving Derek to do little more than shrug, looking down at the glow as the scene fades out. God, Derek Vaden is becoming such a wonderful weirdness magnet in the cruiserweight division. He just attracts all this weird, goofy shit. I need new roommates. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy, we got a big one. Next up, it's the UCI Television Championship and AW Television Championship Unification match. That is a mouthful. It's Harry Diderot versus Claire Hawkins. Welcome back to woman. It's a... Woof! Woof! <laughs> Jesus, this is the podcast, not the fucking Arsenio Hall show. <laughs> Yes, Doggo, I agree. So, uh, another big match in the Harry Diderot retirement tour, I believe. Yeah, it is. Oh, boy. Now, from what I've read of these matches so far, they have very little shenanigans and mostly consist of Harry Diderot putting people over, so we'll see if this match is uh, any different. Do, 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 do. Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no. So, first off, Diderot taps out and Claire Hawkins is the final UCI television champion. Woo, woo. 
Damn. Uh, but, really but then. Rest in peace. No, wait. My God, it's Wesley. Dream Daddy Wesley slides into the ring and coils serpentine oh. around Claire Hawkins. Her endorphins are running too high. She doesn't notice Wesley's in the ring with her. For weeks now, he has ruthlessly attacked her after her matches. She should be on high alert always. Dream. Oh, no, she's got her AirPods in. She can't hear us. <laughs> I won't be silenced anymore. For far too long, I've kept my head down and been the good little war cards. But that's over. Claire, let me make this as simple as possible for you. When you asked why me, and my only reply was why not, I have to tell you, I was lying. This has never been about you. It's about me. It's always been about me. God damn. God. I've been with Action Wrestling since day one. Immediately, I was thrust into two or one in Fun Division, even though I clearly broke weight. Nobody would guess, though, because I poured that division squarely upon my shoulders. For a month, I carried the undercard, doing what was asked of me, grateful for my hot dog and my handshake. Fast forward to a little bit. We have some new blood on the roster. Torture came up to me, and he asked if I would do him a favor. Sure, no problem, Torture. I thought after I did that, they would prove that I'm a real company man and team player. The very next day, I get an email from Torture saying they don't like my gimmick, and they're sending me down to a developmental territory. I was down there for months. No contact from HQ, Gravedigger, or Torture. I was a man on an island working with two-week rookies trying to teach them how to put up a proper headlock. All of these hopeless bums were called up before I even heard a peep from anyone. And when I finally did, it was sorry we don't have anything for you. I'm honestly just surprised they didn't send me my release papers. For months this went on until one day... Oh shit, I lost my pain. One day something clicked, or snapped depending on who you're talking to. If they didn't have anything for me, then I was going to take it. At this point, it was either sink or swim for me, and I decided to swim regardless of how dangerous and choppy the waters were. I'm here following my dream, and I'll be goddamn if I'm not going to live it. So I invaded Action Wrestling. Imagine that. A competitor signed to an active roster contract has to invade his own place of work, getting paid in hot dogs and handshakes. Meanwhile, Torture is buying out these now-defunct companies, UCI, NBW, just to get his hands on latent contract. Bending over backwards for fucking Alex Richards, Noble Savage, and Michael Extreme, all while having a chance to make a 100% homegrown star right here, and it makes me fucking sick. So when you ask why me, Claire Hawkins, just know it's not because you're anything special. It could have been anyone else, trust me. Unfortunately for you, your television championship reign and your life and limb, it wasn't. This is the dream daddy's action wrestling now, and you're just existing in it. Who knows? A lot can change after evolution. But one thing is for certain, and that is the television championship is leaving around my waist. And you... Well, you'll just be lucky to leave Evolution at all, metal bitch. One more dream hook. How's that for a slice of fried gold torture? Damn. This dude literally just came in here and gave a Shakespeare soliloquy out here. He lit. Yeah, he just shot. Shooter, shoot. He 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 laid out a fucking manifesto right here. Shooter. <laughs> Shooter shoot, call him fucking Elliot Roger. 
<laughs> Hit or miss. I guess they never miss, huh? <laughs> that was a really good, fun match and a really fun oh. segment. <sighs> shout out to... Shout out to uh, Dream Daddy, as always. Is it bad that now I want the Devil of Shield to win the match at Evolution? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, goddamn, that was just so good! Remarkably what? good shit. Oh, it, it is remarkably good shit. We move on from a Dream Daddy Wesley promo to a William Moore and QDT segment. Our, our boy all over the show. Yeah, he is. I wonder if QDT's here to address the rumors that William Moore has something on him? All we know is that QDT's brother has apparently been in contact with Moore from his prison cell. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. Wow. Whatever you're about to hear from Wade or William or whoever he feels like being tonight will be complete, unadulterated bullshit. I am not defined by my past. I am not defined by my family. I am defined by my greatness. What you see me do each and every night in an action wrestling ring. Granted, any shrink would have worked. It would have their work cut out for me. Not because of my freaking trigger or childhood trauma, but because I'm one paradox-ridden super species. That was a really interesting way to refer to yourself. I'm a fucking walking paradox. <laughs> no, I'm not. Threesomes with a fucking <laughs> triceratops. <laughs> Uh, I can't be traced literally no, no. put into no psycho psychological box and my twisted thread can't be unraveled by a master's degree. Moore wants one thing and one thing alone. He wants to paint me weak. It's the only reality he can comprehend. <laughs> In his pathetic alternate universe, the very act of clotheslining his mofo head off and hijacking his album rumbic elimination records was merely a fluke. Uh, and just to cut a little bit before we get William Moore coming out, before you leave, Kyote, there's something I have to do. I have to call into question your character. Last week when I was leaving Clash, I received a phone call from someone who knows you very well. Someone that you grew up idolizing. You paint a pretty portrait of a perfect life, but deep down, I know just how damaged you are. Your brother, Sandro De La Torre, shared some truly shocking revelations with me. Please turn your eyes to the video and don't think of looking away. The healing must begin. So, all eyes turn to the video trying to Sandro De La Torre, brother Quixote, films a pre-recorded message from his prison cell. Quixote, mio fratello, bro, you're in too deep. You keep swimming against the tide, provoking way even more, man. You're gonna sink bad, filial. Speaking of sink, Papa got you hook, line and sinking with his tailor me, your brother, heroic victim of the justice system. Did a partner know I'm just a scumbag drug dealer that put down any bunghead bitches that crossed me? Especially high school kids. <laughs> That's gotta shake the ground you walked on. About how the revelation that Papa beat your mama Penny Red Raw. Not such a gentleman, was he? But you knew that all along deep down, did you not? Hear the whole movie footage. Load up in images, appear on screen, time step 7, 10, 20, 2004. Damn. Damn. He out here. He out here wilding. Cutting over a little bit. What a shitty first match. 
You're just so ordinary. If Vasilis Knight would have put you to sleep in that coquina clutch of Teddy Giesel hadn't had to save your sort lazy ass. And that promo, what the hell was that? You utter disappointment. You render me a liar of all this promotional bullshit because you are nowhere near what my words of hype suggest you are. That is the deepest insult I've heard all fucking day. Holy shit. <laughs> the uh, wrong son got locked away. <laughs> Seriously, I should have been out here raising Sandro's hand tonight. Instead, I'm stuck busting my arse trying to draw out any vague confidence you have. You deserve to be riding here in that prison, not Sandro. Oh, Look. Jesus. I'm sorry they had to find out this way, Kyote. I know you wanted to come to terms with this and process it in your own time, but life sometimes gives us blessings disguised as curses. Take Wade, for example. He was a pitiful creature at the end of a short rope. I found him, licking his wounds after you discarded him in the Havoc Rumble. The leaps and bounds he's made on an evolutionary scale since then have been tremendous, and he couldn't have done it without me. You couldn't have done this without me. Isn't this exciting, Kyote? Aren't we having fun yet? Oh. <laughs> oh. Damn. Damn, I can't believe William Morris just joined Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they just fired one of their members. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, the nine you had to do it to him. Oh boy, and uh, I believe after that fun rollup through family drama, we have our main event of the evening. A beige match. It's a beige match. Loser, beige batch, booger, booser, biz, beft, boff, bov, bevolution, bext, beak. Barley Bash versus Bishop. <laughs> Damn. Don't ask All me. Those bees. Don't ask me why I tried to do that. I hate my life. So fuck. Uh, this is the end of a big feud. Uh, one might even call it a prestigious feud. Very prestigious. And we we get a cage match, and Carly Carly Nash wins it with a pin in the ring. Bishop and Priest are no longer on Evolution 2. Carly Nash ended Bishop and she can finally put the Book of Bishop to rest. What's this? It's the Tag Champions! And they're raising them in the air. And that is the end of Clash before Evolution. What a show. What, a, what an interesting show. Uh, very home show. You could just feel it in all of the uh... You know, everything kind of getting to that point. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I had like a more eloquent uh, dis description in my head, but then I lost it. It's fine. I am nowhere near capable of doing any sort of eloquence. Um, uh, uh, let's see. So, before I get into the Evolution 2 card, what did y'all think of the show overall? The go home show. A go home show. I mean, it had it had everything kind of you know. I think evolution is going to be huge. So. Yeah. 
Yeet. Is that all you have to say on the matter, Corey? Yeet. Yeet. Fucking Millennium Garbage. Anyways. Millennium. I know what I said. Coward. Let's go to the Evolution 2 card. Live from Tampa Bay, Florida. Raymond James Stadium. Capacity 75,918. Live on pay-per-view. So, starting up from the very bottom, I'll go through the entire card, and there's there's a lot. So, uh, musical special guest Ariana Grande. Sure. <laughs> uh, we've got the Evolution 2 kickoff show on CBS Network. The network where you're not allowed to curse, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we have Jacob Lister versus Hazel Overton. The big blow-off match to their feud. Should be a good one. Any predictions for that one, gents? Oh fuck, we're doing predictions. Shit. If you want to do, uh, if you want to do predictions, we have a blister. We don't have to if you don't want to. Oh fuck. I mean, there's the prediction thread, so I mean, okay. <laughs> I'll just I'll abstain. I might do predictions on the thread. I don't okay. know. Okay. Okay. Uh, this should be a fun one. And then next up, we have a triple threat: Harry Diderot versus Nick Holden versus Walter. Did they mean to tell me that they got literal real-life wrestler Walter for the kickoff show of Evolution 2? No. No. No, no that's, that's uh, yeah. That's yeah. a new Walter. <laughs> oh. That's a very new Walter. I am so confused because the only Walter that I know that only goes by the name Walter is Walter from yeah, NFC yeah. UK. It's not that Walter, though. It's, it's just Walter. It's a character named Walter. Okay. One would say it's a stinky snake, Walter. <gasps> oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Then I, then I will be paying very close attention to this match. We've got a... We have the uh, traditional WCF-style clusterfuck tag team match. As one does. We have Dane Preston, Ariel Shadows, and Barry Ray Buford versus L.A. Johnny Styles, Danny California, and Magic Maddox. Shout out to Magic Maddox. Shout out to Magic Maddox. Shout out to shout out to all these guys. This is a rough spot, but they are gonna do well. Shout out to Christina Applegate. <laughs> and then the main event of the kickoff show, we have Ryan Elias versus Roger Payton Jr. Hell yeah. This has been like a like a low key simmering type thing that I've just been noticing like near the bottom of the card. So I'll we'll see what these two strapping young lads can put forth in this big spotlight match. As we move on to the show proper, we have the second annual. Uh, I almost said Jens Primy Dean. Jens Primy Dean. <laughs> second annual Prince Jimmy Dean Memorial Battle Royal. Chase Jackson, Carlos Lopez, Hajit Petrov, Andre Aquarius, Joel Embiid. More names to be announced. Last year was Hajit who was able to win the first ever Memorial Battle Royale. Who will it be this year? Who's going to um, get the knees? Get knees. Um, any, my money's on uh, Joel Embiid, TBH. Any other, any other surprise entrances that you will expect to see? I mean, we already got Seth Lurch that showed up at Havoc, so. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I would not pass Seffler to try his luck in the Memorial Battle Royal. We'll see how that uh, goes. Jason Price, maybe? He did sign up on the boards. He has been posting on the boards. 
That should be a fun opener match. Moving on from that, we have the Cruiserweight Championship Lucha style match. Shane Drexel versus Daniel Westbrook versus Charlie Sadist versus Wrestler X versus Derek Vaden versus some random fun one gives a fuck about. Let's go hey, over the <laughs> Two men start in the ring, and any time a man leaves the ring, another is allowed to enter. The action is fast-paced and high-octane. You're only allowed to enter the ring if there's two men to break up a fall or submission. Who can be the first to pin or submit their opponent and become Cruiserweight Champion? Uh, is this another case of Pasternak surviving the odds? I don't think Alexander Pasternak is going to win this match. I think it'll be someone else. Same. It's going to be inter interesting to read. I I'm trying to think of like how fast-paced that that that'll be to read. Kinda, I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look up yeah, how that. Lot to how follow. That, I'm gonna have to look up how that kind of match works. Anyways, uh, we got Candy. It's a very Jakara kind of match. Oh yeah, it is. Ooh. Kenny Matthews and Jerry Miller. No. This <laughs> is Lizzie Hope and Estrella Louise. Friendships tested. Enemies born. Estrella Louise has a long history with Kennedy Matthews, but after being issued an ultimatum, found a new friendship with the rising Lizzie Hope. The three have been trading attacks and insults week after week, and Kennedy kept everyone on their toes until choosing Lizzie's friend Jerry Miller to enter the ring on her side. It's a strange dynamic, but will this rivalry wrap up at Evolution, or is it just the start of another chapter? Who knows? This will be interesting to watch. I feel bad for Jerry Miller. Moving on. Poor Gary. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I wish the wrong one didn't make it to the podcast today. <laughs> uh, ah. Next up we have Dream Daddy Wesley versus Claire Hawkins for the television championship. Torture is super annoyed from Dream Daddy, and to be honest, we don't think Torture even realizes he agreed to this, which has put some added stress in the relationship with AWGM Camille. Can Claire put the daddy down, or will Dream Daddy take home the prize? I honestly want Dream Daddy Wesley to win this match after that extremely heartfelt promo he laid out was on Clash. A, it was a great promo. really set him apart. So It really did. Like... He is a heel, but he is probably like a super sympathetic heel now after the shit he's been through. <laughs> so while uh, you're lying there, hopefully as uncomfortable as can be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate you, Claire. I don't even dislike you. <laughs> you want to hear about the stu You want to hear about the stupid pride muffs? Cut the mic. <laughs> Uh, Torture is uh, a millionaire who deserves to be a thousandaire because he sucks. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, moving on. We're going to crown our inaugural hardcore champion. We've got James Wolf versus Scott Slayer versus Corey Bull versus Robert Angry. <laughs> I'm glad that my stupid, stupid joke got a simple chuckle out of Matt. That makes me happy. He's just like, huh. Rob, Robert the Angry. <laughs> Camille was going to announce a special match, but Bull and Wolf wanted to ensure the match featured them, and then Rage also wanted to ensure he had an opportunity, and Slayer is now getting one as well. This is a huge four-way match with no rules, no complications, and at the end of the final match, we'll be a champion. Uh, any picks? Any picks? Any picks? I want it to be, I want it to be Robert B. Rage, just for the, the meme value. 
Corey Bull, I feel, is going to probably pull it out if he buckles down. I would imagine so. I hear nothing but good things about Mr. Bull. I hear he's better than the show Bull on CBS, the network where you're not allowed to curse. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about the deep cuts on the broadcast, in case you haven't figured it out by now. <laughs> Moving on. For the Tag Team Championships, it's a tables, ladders, and chairs match. It's the Warriors of the North versus the Talent Enhancers versus the Red, White, and Brews versus the Cowboys from Hell. Notice that uh, Bishop and Priest are not on this match anymore. They have been reduced to the Alpha Division, where they belong. (laughs) 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 Damn. Cowboys from Hell wanted fresh challengers, but this tag team division has been trying to one-up each other every week for months. Some teams are coming off huge wins. Some teams have it out for other teams and want blood. This is one great division. This will be a fun one to read, and uh, I'm really excited to see where the tag division goes from here, since this is basically the entire tag division in one match. So, next up... Casey Holiday versus Chris Santiago. Santiago attacked Holiday on Clash and smashed her in the back of the head with her own all-in briefcase. Santiago is a shoot fighter and he's a goddamn warrior, but Casey Holiday is never going to back down from a challenge ever. This could be the most underrated match of the year. Actually, I agree with that sentiment. This could be a very, like, there are matches with more star power than this match, but this is a sleeper match because Casey Holiday and Chris Santiago slap it. <laughs> Any other thoughts on this before we go to the big boys? Well, I think it's gonna be. I think you're. I'm, I think you're right. It's gonna be a sleeper match. Definitely going to deliver. I do believe. All right. Next up, we have Shadow Love versus Jared Holmes. Holmes just runs his mouth on the internet, and Shadow Love never backs down from a challenge. On one clash. Holmes just showed up and interrupted Shadow's backstage interview, so Shadow retaliated the next week by putting his head into the canvas and inciting his forehead and costing him a match against Bo Blaze. I know! I know! This match is now made official. (laughs) (laughs) I love love towards little blurbs for these matches. They're so silly. I read them in my head with the fucking voice of uh, Mr. Peanut Butter from BoJack Horseman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I This... Yeah, it has the potential to be one of my favorites on the card because I love both of these writers and their own styles. They're very different from one another, so I'm curious to see how they'll shoot on each other, especially Shadow Love, the way he shoots on the beach crew. <laughs> I hope he threatens uh, me to say off Skype again. own. <laughs> <laughs> Except we have Jace Wilde versus Corey Black. For six World. months, Doom Squad has terrorized Jace, and for six months, we didn't know who was behind it. And I have it, it was finally revealed. Corey unmasked and then eliminated Jason Rumble, and then has beat his ass two weeks in a row. Jason and Corey go one-on-one at Evolution 2. I have said this before, and I have said it again. Jace Wilde needs to win this match, otherwise the entire storyline will have been for naught. <laughs> very true because if Corey Black wins this match it will be very depressing hopefully Corey brought his shovel <laughs> it's burying time oh boy oh boy this next match 
<laughs> Sam Kidsgrove versus Danny DeVito for the United States Championship in a heck in a sec match. Oh, shit. These two have been going at it all year. And finally, Kids Grove and Danny will have a match to end all matches. This will be settled once for all inside the heck in a sec. God, I I don't even know how this one will end, to be quite honest. They'll, they're going to kill each other. And then... Fuck, I just had a thought. What? Uh, Sam Kids Grove versus Danny DeVito, heck in a sec, but it's... Uh, the kennel from heck instead oh, oh god no not no. pepper <laughs> lol <laughs> get the blue bar cage and then the heck in a sec on top of it yeah. <laughs> who, who signed off on that who signed off on that <sighs> why did you ever, why, why did you remind me of that match you fucking idiot uh, hey this is what we do on the Pridecast. We uh, break very... up the deep cuts and make ourselves want to die. I'm getting very uncreative with my insults. I need to step my game up. <laughs> uh, next up, we have TFK versus Odin Balfour. That shit. Hey. going crazy, girl. <laughs> he called out the one they call Odin Balfour. The man who could decimate ten men in a single match. Maybe more. However, one thing is for sure. Kamiya says it's official, and it's Odin Balfour versus TFK in a singles match at Evolution. Is TFK in over his head? Yes, he is. Or is he looking for the biggest payday at the box <laughs> office he's ever seen? Odin has only been in two Havoc Rumbles, but he can win. But can he win in his debut singles match? Oh, shit. So, so Corey, it's agreed that Odin's going to win this match, right? Damn. Yeah. Sorry. Ah, sorry, boy. That's just the way it works here. We call it like it is. Well, you know, it's my funeral, right? I mean, you put yourself in this position, so... <laughs> you called him out. And then he attacked you, and then you smiled. <laughs> we'll see how this match goes. Spencer Adams versus Kyle Kemp. Fight smart and plode. Spencer Adams and Kyle Kemp will go one-on-one -on -one in the biggest state... Biggest biggest stage of them all. Can Spencer keep his evolution one streak alive, or will Kemp be the one to finally defeat Spencer on the big stage and end the storied history and friendship and new rivalry with Fight Smart behind them? Oh, hold up. Is 1-0 a streak? <laughs> the O in 1-0. <laughs> but, like, for real, though, is... One and oh now a winning streak? I mean, I guess. Technically it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think he gets to say that because he won the main event of Evolution, so. Yeah, but still, it, it, it's, a, it's a reach. It's, it's funny, though. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> next up, a match that I have failed to build for three weeks in a row. The Iron Boot Charity Match, FPV versus Roy Speed. First one to hit five clean headshots, fresh discretion, is the winner, and the loser has to pay $25,000 to charity of the winner's choosing. Giving yourself brain damage to own the libs. Oh, man. Who, who the <laughs> fuck suggested in the AW chat, like, we should have, like, our charity be, like, the, uh, the research for, like, concussions, and then next week, whoever we're feuding was like, you put on a match giving yourselves concussions to pay money to concussion organizations. That's ass backwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's not gonna how that's not how it's gonna go down, but that's a really funny good idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, Wade Moore versus Quixote De La Torre. QDT set the new elimination record in Havoc Rumble, and he set it by eliminating Wade Moore. And what has happened, you asked? Moore has went off the deep end. Rather than trying to fight and claw his way to the top of the card, Wade has solely went down a rabbit hole of God knows where, and now a match with the former king of the cruiserweights, QDT. Good shit. Will it be Wade Moore? Will it be William Moore? Will QDT get you know, over William. his extreme family problems? <laughs> Damn, shout out to Billiam Moore. <laughs> Billiam Moore, or a shadow love called him Billy Moore. <laughs> huh. Well, he is a grown man from the South. He is, and he... <laughs> he demands you call him Billy. Uh, Semi-main event. Winner gets Torture's WCF Hall of Fame spot. Oh, shit. Alex Richards versus Noble Savage. These two have been at war, have went to war for the better part of the last ten months in WCF. Everywhere, really. Now they go to war one last time in action wrestling. The two wrestlers have been all about respect legacy, and now they get the biggest opportunity in a lifetime. Torture is putting up his Hall of Fame ring, his spot in the legendary WCF Hall of Fame. With Torture's connections, the winner will forever be solidified as one of the all-time greats in a company both fought for until the end of days. I didn't know Baron Corbin was involved in the end of WCF. That explains so much now. <laughs> Hustle, legacy, respect. Constable Corbin, the man who constantly looks like he's a host at an Applebee's. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Chili. <laughs> I, oh, I feel Godzilla and just Chili's tonight. <laughs> Damn, this is uh, this is a lot. <laughs> I was not expecting Torture to put up his. And we finally here in the main event. Of Evolution 2. I wasn't done with the semi-main event, you dickweed. Fuck you. Okay, fine, continue. But, uh, yeah, this is a... That's a good stipulation for the semi-main event when it's these two. These two deserve it, so... Good luck yeah. to the both of them. And then we get the main event. The World Heavyweight Championship match. Your Havoc 2019 winner Michael X versus Ryan Lockhart. Ryan Lockhart has been the longest-reigning heavyweight champion in AW history, but now has to go one-on-one -on -one with Havoc Rumble winner Michael X. Michael X has competed in AW twice, both in Rumble matches and back-to-back -back years. However, this is a dream match from other promotions. Is Ryan up to the task, or is this a new era we're about to enter? Dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Of course... Dicko mode over here has to go extra with it. <laughs> I'm being really mean to you, Corey, and I don't apologize. You're not being mean enough, coward. <sighs> oh, shit. Step oh, wow. it up. All right. But uh, main event, God, this is a, that's the whole damn card. Um, I am excited for this main event. I'm, I'm ready for, I'm ready for the boys to go at it finally. I'm ready, to, I'm ready for Michael X to say more than two words at a time. I signed. Crap bust a nut. <laughs> I bust a nut. Oh boy. Well, that's a 
That's a good show. That is a good, good show. <laughs> What's the title? Comes and dies. <laughs> now that is a deep cut that none of you will get. That is I the... don't care. It's, it's funny without context. <laughs> and that's probably the deepest cut I've made all podcasts, and only the really old shits like Corey Black would know about it. And Gravedigger, maybe torture. I don't know. Yeah, I don't give a shit. That's funny with no context. All right. Well, we got uh, we got some questions, boys. Oh yeah. We got some good it's questions. We got some good questions for your for your boy TFK. First question comes oh, from Derek. Here we go again. Derek Vane, who asks TFK, "What drug did you do that made you want to call Odin out? I want some." Uh, it was not a drug. Um, torture actually hit me up. He's like, "Hey, I have an idea." Would you like to call Odin out? And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> that was my first uh, response. Um, but I didn't have anything planned for evolution. And I was like, why not? It sounds something pretty big for TFK to take a bite out of. So Nice. Uh, with the Evo card finalized, most anticipated match? I think for me, the most anticipated match is either the Heck in a Sec match or the main event, because both of those matches have had excellent builds to them. Yeah. Back in a sec, uh, main event, Wade QDT, especially after that uh, <laughs> Clash segment. Yeah. And Matt? Uh, I, I agree to all of what you said, actually. The U.S. title more than anything, just because... You know, I was the first champion, so I, I really do hold that title pretty near and dear. God, look at this guy. He's a bigger mark for himself than I am. Oh, I am. <laughs> but at oh, least, we all know. We all know this. But at least you admit it. At least you admit you're Damn. a narcissist. Damn right. Uh, uh, enough sleeping water? Did you get in your recommended 10K steps today? God, Derek Evaden out here. He needs to change his gimmick from Wisconsin's finest to Wisconsin's finest life coach. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, it's me. It's me. It's DDV. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, Derek, no, I didn't. I slept all day. What the fuck is sleep? Ah, uh, did you at least? Were you at least a responsible boy, Matt? Uh, I did some yard work, did some laundry, but I didn't really leave the house, so. Well, you did more than I did. Uh, I would not be able to do yard work, even if I wanted to, because it's been raining literally all day. True. Uh, so, moving on to Odin Balfour. Thank you for the questions, Derek. We have Odin Balfour uh, to V-Ray's point. <laughs> when exactly did you realize you done fucked up? Ah, uh, probably memes. When I when I decided oh. to poke the bear on the internet boards. Oh. Um, it's always, I, I love making my the, segments, though, leading up to choosing to do that. God, the fucking... Uh, speaking of segments, that fucking retirement home segment is my, <laughs> has me in stitches to this day just thinking about it. Yeah, I chose to attack different portions of Odin with all my segments. So, like, being old was one. Um, last week's segment was... Uh, I attacked his thick, saying that he had a, a cock double, basically, who was his thick he didn't personally have their business to seal the deal. Ooh. So if, 
It's pretty funny. That is a deep hurt right there. Well, shit. That's a good answer. Well, thank you for that, and I think we'll see you later in the, in the thread. So moving on to QDT. Uh, TFK. TFK and Kevin Bishop seem worlds apart character-wise. Which one is more like you personally? Oh, shit. <laughs> this is, that's the that's loaded question of ever is there one. Are you a narcissistic uh, semi-porn director or a literal cult leader? <laughs> oh, um... I think there's different aspects of my mind that make the characters up. Um, I guess a cult leader likes to control situations, so maybe a little bit of that. Um, TFK, pop culture and so forth that I'm really into. So I think it's different sides of me, I suppose, in a way. But I do enjoy writing as both of them. So I miss I miss the bishop. He he's a good one. Uh, if in real life you could direct a biopic of any wrestler in AW except for TFK, who would it be? I wasn't joking when I said I wanted to do a, be- a beach crew biopic. <laughs> God, it would be like that fucking Motley Crew movie on Netflix, except real. Exactly. For uh, all favorite films, let's see. Off the top of my head, my favorite films. I've been binging. A lot of the Godzilla movies in anticipation for the new one coming out. Uh, I think the only one I would call my favorite out of that is the original because the original is a legitimate piece of cinema masterpiece. Uh, other than that, I would go with uh, probably Seven Samurai. Uh, in terms of American, let me look at my DVDs that I have just to see which yeah. ones I really. <laughs> Bunch of fucking DVDs. Uh, let's see. You, you pick the fake board director and the two fucking film students to ask this question, basically. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, I think for purely nostalgic reasons, the the very first Star Wars movie, New Hope, because I had it on, like, recorded off Fox TV. And back in the day, on like a VHS tape, and I would watch that all the time. So I'll give that as a as a American movies as well as probably Birdman with Michael Keaton is excellent. Yeah, <laughs> Birdman's always a good one. Uh, fuck. Part of me just wants to like think of shit I've seen recently because like. Picking a favorite movie is really hard for me. It really is. Like, I'm trying to think of stuff I've seen recently that I really like. Uh, I watched uh, Cleo from 5 to 7 a couple months ago for my history of film class, which was a great film. Actually, I actually I have one more film that I think I can actually definitively say is a favorite, and that's Rashomon. Because I've seen that movie like five times, and I never get bored watching that movie. Hell yeah. I've watched it of my own volition and also in like classes. Yeah. Uh, the other stuff I've seen for class because that's actually been a lot of what I've been watching. Recently, stuff I've been assigned, which isn't which isn't a bad thing at all because it's all it's all good shit. But uh, Un- unless you have my teachers who assign really bad shit, like my teacher in my final semester of college. He would give blocks of directors, like, you will assign you to watch four movies by a particular director in a row, and 
that would be like part of the class. And so first week we had a one-off. We watched Reservoir Dogs, which I've already seen. I think Reservoir Dogs, I think it's my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. It probably Same. is. So that was fine. Uh, our, we had to watch uh, four Sidney Lumet movies after that, which Oof. I have never watched. Actually, I watched one before, 12 Angry Men, and that's a excellent movie. You should definitely that's watch a classic. it. That's a, that's we a watched, classic. We watched Serpico, which I did not finish because I hated that class and I didn't want to finish that movie that week. We watched Damn. Dog Day Afternoon, which is also another really great movie. Yeah, and then for the last one for Cindy, we watched Network, which everyone in my class literally agreed is probably the best movie out of the bunch. Yeah, and that was all good until he assigned us the uh, Martin Scorsese movies, which were a bit more hit and miss with us. Cause oh hell yeah! So the first one we watched was Mean Streets, which was kind of boring, honestly. <laughs> and then after that was. Taxi Driver, which I've already seen, that I I I like I like Taxi Driver enough. So, and and then we watched Raging Bull, and uh, in terms of subject matter, in terms of like what that I know this is based on a true story and whatnot, but that film has not aged well in terms of subject matter. Yeah, I feel a man, that. a grown man, like leaves his wife to pick up a 16-year-old girl that he found, like, at a pool, and that... I don't care how well-made that movie is, that will always make me uncomfortable just thinking about that, and also just, uh... the main character whose name I am just completely forgetting, just... I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) And to make it even worse, the last... Try and guess what the last Martin Scorsese movie he had us watch was. Just try and guess. Departed? Nope. No. No. Oh fuck. Is it a more recent or older? Uh, nineties. Nineties. Well, I'm gonna guess it wasn't either of the two big ones. <laughs> it was not Goodfellas, uh, and it was not whatever the other one is. I'm feeling completely free. Yeah, it was neither of those. It yeah, was, I figured. It was the fucking king of comedy. Oh, if you've never funny. seen the King of, if you've seen, if you've never seen the King of Comedy, it is the most uncomfortable movie I have ever seen in my life, and I hope no one ever has to watch it ever again. It is supposed to be a comedy, but it is, it is just so unbearably uncomfortable to watch. And he, the professor, thought it was the best. Oh, he thought it was the funniest fucking movie he'd ever seen in his life. He thought it was, like, really great. And we're, literally, we're all like, why, though? <laughs> Nani? <sighs> so that's my rant on how The King of Comedy is a shit movie. So, uh, Matt, yeah. what, are you, what are your favorite movies? Uh, hands down, I mean, Friday 13th. That's, like, my Makes favorite. Makes sense. Absolutely. Alright. I love how you have a very succinct answer for your answer, and we went on tangents. <laughs> yeah. That's the nature of the beast, I suppose. Uh, what what outcome of the Evolution 2 matches is hardest to call? I think, for me, it is... I think it's probably heck in a sec. That's probably the most difficult to call, because they're both basically at the same level of awesome so it's hard to pick between those two yeah i'd also uh think the the main event just because we haven't 
seen, like we obviously know uh, Mikey, but we haven't really seen him role play for a straight one-on-one match within the confines of action wrestling. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's the one I'm really looking forward to seeing how uh, how that goes for him. I'm a QDT mark, uh, so I I, I want to see him win against old William Moore, but that's a tough one to think uh, the outcome of for me, anyways. All right, I love how we have three different responses to that question. That's nice. Uh, speculation on the big announcement at Evo Two. I have literally no idea what it could be. <laughs> it could be literally anything, and I would be just surprised. Hmm. It's going to be a shakeup of some kind. I don't know, and they're very against another show, so I don't know yeah. what we're what we're aiming for here. Revival of the WCF Alpha Division, so we can stick Ryan Lockhart when he inevitably loses the world title. <laughs> put him in the Alpha Division. <laughs> Where he belongs. belongs. <laughs> <laughs> That was so sloppy and messy. I literally ripped my earphone out of my ear and brought the microphone right up to my mouth and I just like slobbered. What are the laws? <laughs> Who is the most eye-catching of the recent newbies? I think... I think... Hmm... Uh... That was a lot of build-up to nothing. You wasted my time. I hate you. <laughs> hey, you too, Daddy. Uh, oh, God, God, what a, God, what a question. Uh, I want to say... I'm going to defer this one to what Kevin said earlier. I'm going to say Barry Ray Buford just because of uh, reasons, because apparently this is a really well-written, well-done character. So Yeah. I'll go with that one. What about you, Mr. Matthew? Well, I, I think the one thing that stands out when we do get new bodies and characters in here, we always instantly think, like, where do we know them from? <laughs> that's, our com- that's our very, community is that's very pretty true. well tight-knit together. So when something that comes along that has some writing chops to them, it, it really kind of throws us off our game a little bit, kind of like, okay, well, who is this? And, um, so I do look forward to, you know, Buford, um, I mean, I know like Lizzie Hope is kind of joining up with all the others. We got Dane that just came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems to have a developed character, not somebody that's fresh, new. So uh, it's always best to have something to have history of that you can kind of work off of a little bit. Yeah. How would you solve the bloated roster issue, assuming you think it even is an issue? I think that the way that Torture is handling it now, Torture and Gravedigger, I should say, um, I think they're handling it well. I think that avoiding the clusterfuck tag matches that WCF would always devolve into is a good idea. Yeah. Plus, it also agreed. It also Big promotes the idea, like, yeah, you may not be on the show, but if you want to make sure that you're on a show, you can always put in a segment or. I don't know, write a match, so. I think uh, like a week off or something like that might happen from time to time to kind of not 
cram everybody down your throat every week. Yeah. Since we have so many people. Exactly. So thank you for those, cutie. Moving on to Scott Slayer, who asks, which newbie that has joined after Havoc is the fastest rising in terms of writing quality or match importance? God, how many newbies have we gotten since Havoc? I completely lost track. We got numbers. We got bodies on bodies. Yeah, that's a, that's a really hard question to answer because I've legitimately lost count of all the new people since Havoc. Mm, I think if we think about going towards titles, newest would probably be DV, who's kind of set himself oh, on yeah, line. Absolutely DV. DV is my next choice yeah. for Cruiserweight Champion. The boy's been working his butt off. Silence from the champion because he knows that I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I thought he had me beat fucking uh, the first time we faced. So, like, what? You expect me to counter you? You fuck. You coward. You bish. You bish. So, you know, that's my. That's gonna be my answer. That's gonna be Derek Vayton as my answer because I can't think of anyone else. Damn. What about you? We out here, we live in a society. What about you, Corey? You got any constructive answers? I mean, it's your boy. Yeah, with Vaden. Alright, I'm going to just move on. Thank you for that question, Scott. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on to Kennedy Matthews. Uh, TFK, which of your characters do you prefer playing and why? I have so many, and I know it's another question later down the line of who all I've used, um, but this community knows me as TFK and Kevin Bishop, uh, Karma Bishop, I mean, UCI, I, I used Novocaine, that was like a long time ago character. I, I'm TFK I'm having the most fun of, because I can really just piss people off and try to be annoying, like Kyle Cameron. Um, oh, yes. The ooh, boy. name drop. Um, but that's, that's kind of what I was doing as uh, St. Remy in uh, UCI. I was just kind of pissing off people, and I, I kind of enjoy doing that. So so TFK right now, I'm having the most fun as. All right. uh, and what were your plans for Karma Bishop and the Dark Carnival in WCF? Okay, so nobody probably doesn't know too much about that. Um, but Please there was us. a time where we did the... 13 show and I brought Karma Bishop back for the final girl battle royale um, and I wanted to continue using her because I felt like I had story to use um, Kennedy Matthews was a different character over there I do believe and they had like this dark carnival stable that they were making it kind of like to me felt like a twisted version of what the brotherhood was so I was going to bring Kevin Bishop back by having Karma Bishop and infiltrate dark carnival in a way, but we never really got that off the ground. Hmm. Well, that's that. And for everyone, with the rise in roster members, what do you think will happen? Weeks off for a second? Weeks off. Yeah. It's already been stated yeah. multiple times that there's not going to be a second show, and quite frankly, I don't think any of us on the cast want a second show. Because I've seen uh, what WCF tried to do with uh, WCF Wednesday night, and it failed because no one cared about it so mm -hmm. it's best to just keep the one show and just have weeks off for people so 
Yeah. Easy answer to that question. Thank you for the questions, Kenny. Moving on to the girl Lizzie Hope for UTFK. She asks, do you forgive me yet for botching your AW history from my Havoc disc? I remember, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, you, you took it personal. <laughs> you should have. Uh, it all ultimately comes down to doing your homework on your opponents. And I know there's lots of opponents in Havoc, but I mean, I was like one of the first ones that joined AW to help out Tort and Gravedigger. Um, and I, I felt like I made a pretty good stance climbing up and getting U.S. title. So to me, it was kind of a kind of a back uh, backhand, you know, a little bit. But, you know, I there's no real animosity. I don't have a problem with it. So just had to call you out, you know. Well, good. Uh, if you could direct a porno, which two characters oh, in this company do you think would have the best sexual chemistry? And remember, it's Pride Month. <laughs> Uh, Odin Balfour and Hippo. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, okay. I have a question. I have a question. Would Odin be the top, or would he be a power bottom? <laughs> oh, shit. We already knew um, Hippo's a bear, as contradictory as that statement is in terms of the animal kingdom. <laughs> I mean, definitely Hippo would be on top, right? Oh, shit. Uh, if you if you could direct a dot 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 regular movie, which AEW character would you choose to replace Robert Pattinson as Batman? Uh, the pedigree alone, Sam Kidsgrove. Ooh, nice. I mean, I would choose Dandy, but you can't understand damn word he says. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, People gave a damn word Christian Bale said as Batman either. <laughs> I'm Batman, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, what are your future plans for TFK following Evolution? No spoilers, just generally speaking. Okay, so if you haven't noticed, whenever I write for TFK, I don't really plan a lot of shit out. Like, story arc-wise, I want to potentially do a story arc that everything's kind of connected. Um, each week, I kind of just kind of get a feel what I want to write about, and I kind of run with that. Um, but I am bringing back Thad's mother, who's never been a part of any story. But he has his dad that kind of, you know, shits on him all the time, so I figured a mother character coming along would be a nice kind of give me more layers to TFK. Alright. To everyone, what feuds do you think had the best, the best build-up, and which ones are you excited to see resolved? I mean... Obviously, Kitsgrove and Dandy. That's a no-brainer. And also, mm-hmm. Michael X and Ryan Lockhart. Oh, show. Uh, I think other than that, I would actually say Alex Richards and Noble Savage because it's a feud that crosses uh, federations, which is interesting. True. And also, I will give my last shout-out to uh, the Doom Squad, Core Black and J-Swines. Yeah. Ooh, ah, I have a light-up natural, I have a light-up D20 that I just sometimes dick around with, and I just rolled a 21, and it lit up. That made me happy. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, anyways. <laughs> Any other responses, or did I nail the head? Okay. Uh, I think you uh, nailed it. Okay. Yeah, I think so, too. Ooh, this is a good one. 
what are the most used up stories and tired gimmicks that you've seen in your time you wrestling? Oh boy. Uh, oh. oh boy, I, do I got some. I will, I'll, I'll say, I'll say what I, 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 I don't know if I want to like go in cause I don't want to like accidentally just like unthinkingly like shit on someone. <laughs> uh, I'll say this because, uh, I'll preface this one by saying that I was guilty at one point of doing this, but uh, gangster characters, gangsters in the mafia or gangs or whatever, uh, I think Johnny Fly and Joey Flash did them the best, and everyone else, they didn't, not including me. I did not do it well. So that's my answer, gangster characters. That's a good one. Cara Cara Bonito is a gang and I'm in it. Oh, 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 okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I think the cult thing has kind of calmed down. I mean, I know I took a chance when I brought in the Brotherhood when I originally did it, but I tried to do something different. I don't know if it came across that way, but um, that, that was one I thought was being overdone a lot. The thing is, I don't believe... I, from my perspective, the Brotherhood never felt like the put-on-robes chant and summon demons type cult. It always just felt like it didn't, feel, it didn't feel like a cult. <laughs> it felt like a bunch of bros hanging out with each other. So, chilling in a hot tub, fat feet apart, because they're not gay. Because they're not gay. But I, I think, generally speaking, yeah, cult leaders are just, yeah, they're a bit done now. <laughs> it's over. We over it now. Uh, do you want to say what yours was, Corey, or are you going to abstain? I'm abstaining. I don't, I don't even... There's a lot of shit that I could say, but, like, you know, I'm not... I'm not, like, paying too close attention. I don't know if I'm going to, like, step on someone's toe, so I'm just going to uh, keep my mouth shut. All right, you can tell us privately once the cast is over. Yeah. <laughs> um, a discussion... That seems to get brought up a lot in the chat is something regarding role plays. What are your thoughts on the off-camera, on-camera scenes? Some people think everything is fair game to be used by other characters. Others think character development scenes that have obvious expectations of privacy are off-limits. Where do you guys stand? What's the correct approach and perfect balance? Um, I think I'm of the mind that if you write it in a role play... Your opponent can bring it up into their role play, but they're going to have to find a way to creatively do so if it's an obviously, like, very private scene or whatever. Yeah. So, like, if I write an FPV role play and I have a scene that is, like, meant to be, like, a private scene with, like, no cameras or anything, but if my opponent goes in next week and talks about that scene... Generally, I never get bent out of shape out of it because I'm like, well, it is a part of the roleplay. It is part of the ammo they can use, so. But I know that people are different, so. Yeah. I'm kind of on the same boat. Like, personally, as a writer, I likely don't touch that stuff anyway, but, like, I don't give a shit if somebody does it to me. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Like, I wrote it. It's there. Mm. I'm here. I think, like, we have to choose our words wisely anyways, because there's the word limit. Like, you don't yeah. want to waste a lot of yeah. time putting random shit in there that doesn't belong, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think if, uh, 
if you if your shoot is just evolving into like, and then you did this and like, who the fuck gives a shit? Like, <laughs> that was actually a very that's actually a very good point. Like when I would do like the unlimited roar count shoots in WCF, occasionally I would delve too much into just going over everything the person did to the point where it wasn't even relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of role plays have been posted already. But which are the standalone pieces you're most looking forward to re- to reading this week? Out of the role plays already posted, which are your favorites so far? Do any of them stand out? FPV, feel free to abstain from this question. Now, hold on a second, Lizzie. I haven't <laughs> I haven't read any RPs from this week yet. But like two weeks ago, I decided to sit down and finally read a role play, and so I read a Carly Nash. And I have, I am very delighted to announce that in Carly Nash's role plays, even Carly Nash's own father, Barry's Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> that is my takeaway from my attempts at reading role plays. Everybody hates Bishop. They do. Look, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> If you want a quick read, you could read Hippos. Oh, Hippos is good. <laughs> oh, I'm going to need to check out I, Hippos. I fucking died. Yeah, it's literally a quick read, but I'll tell you, you'll, you'll probably die reading it. After right. That's good to know. I, uh, I got a uh, fucking diabetes on contact. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hand diabetes is real, children. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, thank you for those questions, Lizzie. Those were very good. Moving on to Barry Ray Buford. When he asked this question, I immediately recognized who this guy was. But he says, for FPV, how long has the lapsed fan been in your ass? I'll tell you. I'll I'll tell you this, Barry. They've been in my ass for so long that I've begun to lost count of the days, the weeks, the months, the years. They've been in there so long I've just... Come to accept it for what it is and just be happy every time that they come out with a new episode detailing the lamentable tragedy of WCCW. And I would like to think that when I'm on a more on days in, as a podcaster that I borrow gently from the lapsed repertoire of lapsed isms. Have, do either of you listen to the Lapsed Fan Podcast? I, I do not. Keep like, I keep like saying, Hey, I should listen to that every time you reference it, but then I never do. One of my uh, one of my favorite things that they do sometimes is like they'll be talking about someone, and they'll say something like, "And then uh, Dusty Rhodes went out there and he did this," and then the other coast will be like, oh, "Yes, he did. Yes, he fucking did." <laughs> like Look, re- that's our dynamic shit. Like what? Like in the lamentable tragedy. Uh, one of the guys, uh, I forget who he was talking about, Fritz Von Erich talking to the one that's still alive. I forget. Who, which was the Von Erich kid that's still alive? I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm not sure. Me neither. So we'll call him Larry Von Erich as a stand-in. Uh, Billy. Billy Von Erich. No, Larry. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, the story with the Von Erichs is that like they all died to either freak accidents or suicide or drug overdoses a lot of them suicides and one of the hosts was quoting fritz and he said but fritz years later looked 
you in the aisle area and told you that you didn't have the guts to kill yourself. And then the other host just starts screaming, yes, he did say that. Yes, he fucking did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's some quality content. What they actually pulled a shadow love reading where they <laughs> they took a chapter from Moby Dick and read it out loud, but replaced all the names with WCCW names like Fritz and <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> Go listen to the lamentable tragedy of WCCW. It's a funny listen, but also WCCW is really sad to think about in hindsight. So. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for that, Barry. Moving on to Aerial Shadows. Any plans for a tournament featuring all us newbies to give us something to do for the next couple months? I'd be up for that, mostly because I just like tournaments in general, so that's just my take on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, as someone with uh, actual uh, clout, I could say I don't know. I don't believe that that been in the works, but who knows? No one tells me anything. That's fair. Uh, the prospect tournament at Ring of Honor kind of sounds like something to be fun to do. Yeah, but Ring of Honor sucks now. I know. I'm just saying, like, the prospect tournament that was always good. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, who else needs a micro so I can get all the active roster complete? Uh, I'm good. You made a TFK one. Did you have not made a Pasternak one, but I didn't ask, so like I don't expect you to have. <laughs> uh, and lastly, how much cocaine does it take to produce an average AW show? Hella. Lots. Lots and lots and lots and lots. That's all I have to add to that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Trapson, for the questions. Moving on to the big boy gravy. TFK. Back when you ran the Brotherhood, what real wrestling faction did you feel like you guys were most similar to? I mean, is it easy to say the Wyatt family? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Which member of the Brotherhood that hasn't been in action wrestling yet would you like to see debut here? I'll say my answer. I want Psychopomp back because because Psychopomp is a trip. I need Psycho. All right. Well, you took Psycho Pump, so I'll say uh, CJ Phoenix. He's oh, been making. Yeah, CJ's CJ's the boy. Um, I remember when I formed a trios with a CJ and DK called the Diamond Dogs, and we got to like mm-hmm. the second round of the trios tournament or something like that. So, <sighs> rip. If you could form a faction in AW around your TFK character, what would be the name of it, and who would the members be? Jesus. Um, uh, We've talked about a Hollywood elite stable, but I don't know if it's ever going to come to fruition. I hope it does, because I want TFK Um, and Shadow Love in the same stable. I mean, uh, like, two muscle characters kind of doing his dirty work or something. Yeah. I tried to do that a little bit with uh, Big John Frost. That was our twist that we did, but shit happened, so. Yeah, it really do be like that sometimes. You really do. Yeah. Who was your favorite person to work with in UCI or WCF? Is this against people or is it teaming with people? 
It's it's vague, whichever. Yeah, whichever. Mm. I mean, WCF, I, I had pretty decent people that I did stories with. I mean, I loved ours, uh, Frankie. Oh, you're just sucking my dick now. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I always... I always wanted to beat fucking Crow, I'll tell you. Um, he brought, he would attack me, like, in different ways than other people. Like, because, I mean, I had yeah. a low-hanging fruit type character. I mean, you can make fun of my cult shit, but he actually put some mental thought into it. Um, so I kind of like his approach at it. I want to fight Corey Black for real. Like, I never really got a chance. <laughs> in real life. I, in a parking well, no. lot of a Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> No personal shit going on, so I can actually concentrate on writing. I think I would like to have that kind of match with Corey Black. Um, UCI, I mean, Alex Richards, uh, Shadow Love, Jesus Christ, um, Bonnie Shadow, Blue. I agree, Shadow Love is Jesus Christ. Pretty much, it's pretty accurate. Fuck. You're so wrong. All I can think of is uh, Jesus Christ Superstar starring Antonio Banderas. Well, <laughs> your own personal Jesus, Jesus Christ Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm sorry I cut you off in the middle of you saying your answers to make a fucking shadow love meme <laughs> <laughs> did you finish that question can I move on to I did. Okay. Yeah, uh, could you see a three kings reunion if Jason Price were ever to join IW well he is he is, he is on the boards now he is, right. on, he is on the boards. He just needs to show up in character, so... <laughs> uh, it would be interesting to do a reunion. Um, I kind of miss my Casa de Plaga, my uh, my Spanish house that you gave me, Gravedigger. Thank you very much. Um, I mean, I, I, I wish we could have gone further in trios. I mean, I know we took out Zero Tolerance, those little fucktards, but... Uh, it would be cool to Oof. come back. So. <laughs> God damn! God damn! God damn! God damn! He got, he got kids. He works like eighty hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most deadpan I've ever heard you diss someone. <laughs> He's got eighty kids. He works eighty hours a week. So what? Right. So <laughs> um, what? <laughs> uh, who is currently the action wrestling equivalent of Matt Washmore? Pick four to five. So, my answer. I'm gonna say Roy Speed. Spencer Adams, Wade Moore, Ryan Lockhart. Yeah, probably. I guess we have to give that fucking nerd his due. He is the longest Ugh. reigning world champion, after all. Ugh. Fuck you, Lee. Why aren't you here? The amount of dead air for this podcast right now is astonishing. Thank you all very much. The dead cast. The dead cast. Well, I thought I thought you were gonna say yours, pasta. Sorry. I mean, it's basically identical to Frank's. Okay. I mean, it it's kind of hard to go against them. It says four or five, so I'll throw my name on the end of it just because you know why not. All right. You are really living this gimmick now, and I appreciate that. Damn straight. Thank you, Ray Bigger. <laughs> Moving on to Harry Diderot. What annoys you the most about someone clapping back at your promos? Uh, I get really heated when someone takes my in-character brother and kills him in their promo without <laughs> talking to me about it first. Uh, I don't know, but uh, something just really gets my goose about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think deserved it. 
Yes, the Resurrection Man. <laughs> he had to walk so the Resurrection Man could run. <laughs> Jesus. The wrong brother got killed. Um, any any serious answers to this question? Low low hanging fruit. I would say that. Yeah. I mean, un, un, unoriginal kind of attack. Yeah. Feel that. Uh, gentlemen, are you currently working on your meme game? I have a meme app on my phone. <laughs> That's start. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I'll never defeat Zmac Odin ever. I, no I've one attempted will. To no one will. And you shouldn't even try. The... No, no. I remember my first day at, at WCF. I looked at the internet board and I saw him bearing some poor guy, and I was like, even I know, freshly coming into this place, that's somebody you don't fucking internet meme attack at all. You're gonna get buried. I love how you called the WCF the WCF just now. WCF the WCF. <laughs> Um, Double Ray Dubbly. Double Ray Oh, God, what a piece of shit, Bully Ray. Uh, what will you tell your son if he discovers your e-fighting? <laughs> After that hurdle, when do you mention how Lester Parrish built the Brotherhood? Oh, you didn't build the Brotherhood, you bastard. Oh. Um, yeah, we did a Harry Diderot TFK match on this retirement tour now. Shit. <laughs> I... I I don't know. I, my my son knows I write stories. Him and I actually write stories as I drive him home Aww, uh, that's every a, week. That's we, a... we tell stories, so um, it'd be interesting to tell him like what I do because it's kind of like I tell people that don't know what it is what I do. I, it's like D and D wrestling is kind of how it comes across a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's 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 the same way that uh fucking Dandy described it to his kids D and D wrestling, which. I guess it's kind of accurate. It's the best way to explain it to people, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Lesser Parish did not build the Brotherhood, because I built that, like, many years ago um, in a company called Ohio Wrestling Coalition, uh, but he did help me get it off the ground in WCF, so I will greatly be appreciative of him for that. So. God, nothing good ever comes out of Ohio. Finally, bro, I know you front to back, but I don't... <laughs> hey, man, Ohio is for lovers. I'm in Ohio, you bastard. <laughs> I continue to feel sad for... My eyes. I continue to feel sad for Ohio's existence because they have to house the Cleveland Browns. I will sometimes go on the Cleveland Browns subreddit just to see the misery in people. Yo, they have to come up this year, though. No, They're they won't. Win. No, they won't. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. They're going to win the AFC North because the AFC North is... Garbage. Trash. I don't know. It's Never mind. Finally, bro, I know you front to back, but I don't know what's your favorite cookie. So, Lester Perry, Shippo, we, we've known each other since, I think, I knew his brother when we were in kindergarten, so I'll just tell you. Damn, uh, that's, this I'm 33, back. so we've known each other forever. Damn. Uh, than soft chocolate chip cookies. Ooh, ooh, a classy man. All right, thank you, Hippo, Harry Hippo. Moving on to Carly. To everyone, does Casey cash in, and if so, does she win? I assume you mean at Evolution. Um, oh, yeah, I would assume. I would say that Evolution is probably one of the prime spots to cash in uh, on either Lockhart or Mr. X, so... 
I think it's possible that Casey could have won it. It would definitely be a dope ending, so... Mm, hold it to the next show. <laughs> okay. Uh, who will be the overall MVP of Evolution? Um, torture, because he's going to have to write all those matches and handle the show, so I'm going to say Torture. Damn straight. Yeah. Got to recognize... You got to recognize real. Yeah, real recognize real, for sure. Mr. Odin. Once again, who could be the breakout summer stars? Probably Barry Ray Buford, Roger Payton Jr., Ryan Elias. Those, like, pre-show evolution kind of people, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my curveball for you would be, I'm going to give it to the four ladies that are tag team against each other. Hey, that's a great answer. Gonna, they are doing they're gonna great. Make, they're going to come together. Watch. It's going to be the twist. They're going to be Ooh. a stable together. Oh. Did you just post oh. Did you just, did you just post Meltzer spoilers in this podcast? What the shit? What? <laughs> Bro, oh, did you just post cringe? Uh, anyone on the cusp of big things Um, probably Derek Vaden he is ready to break into that upper echelon of cruiserweights yeah I mean if TFK is riding Odin's thick then yes I'm cusp on big things happy pride Should AW do a big summer event slash specialist match? I don't see why they should. You know what AW should do uh, to counteract all the years of people uh, dropping the word faggot in WCF? They should hold a <laughs> pride-specific event in the month of June after Evolution. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, pride flag wrestling Stonewall. Pride flag on a pole match. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, summertime event. I- I've always, like, every event I've been in, I've even the one I ran, I wanted to do a International Waters show, like, where it could be literally anything goes. Ooh, that's, uh, that's a thing. That's definitely and a big thing. That's a big thing. TFK, don't know if asked, but why the switch from Bishop to TK? TFK, any plans to bring him TK. back? TK. Uh, I wanted to not have history, I suppose, when I came to AW. Um, going from WCF to UCI as Kevin Bishop, there's a lot of stuff people could pull from both places against me. I didn't want to have a third place. So, starting fresh, someone new took a chance on a new character. All right. Uh, Yo, uh, yes. Yo, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I got to head out, actually. Okay, I will finish this with just me and Matt, then. Alright, uh, talk to y'all later. Later, Pasta. Alright. Later. Later. Is he out of the call yet? Okay, he's Alright, uh, let's talk about how much of a piece of shit Alexander Pasternak is. <laughs> my god, oh. does that man grind my gears? <laughs> <laughs> ah, love you, baby. Okay. Favorite match slash feud with your characters? Well, Polly Short's made-up story. That was me fighting myself, pretty much, uh, with Tort's <laughs> help. Um, Big John Frost and TFK had probably a really good feud last year that I really liked. Um, 
if I could have a chance to fight Kidsgrove and Dandy again, that'd be pretty fun with TFK. Uh, favorite match? Probably this one going against Odin. I, th- I thought he brought the best out of me because big thing about fighting someone like Z-Mac Odin is you don't sleep on them. You you have to bring your game. So. All right. Yeah, thank you, Odin, for those questions once again. Moving on to Mr. Shadow Love. TFK. You probably went into this earlier, and I, you know I love you, but I have to ask. Was your arch-rival Shadow Love versus my arch-rival Kevin Bishop your greatest feud ever? This was the best feud that my character was ever involved in because we brought out the best in both our characters as writers, in my opinion. And because we never planned anything out behind the scenes and just let things flow naturally between us through our role-playing. That's pretty accurate, actually. Um, Shadow doesn't communicate in social media so much. Uh, I think he's on Discord now, but back in UCI, we didn't really talk a lot um, besides like maybe a message every now and then. Um, no, he, he probably was Kevin Bishop's greatest rival. Um, just because with him, much like Odin, uh, Z-Mac, I have to really dig down deep to beat Shadow Love because he will murder you with just long, lose-your-breath shit. <laughs> so it's like I have to really try to think outside the box to compete that. Um so I think he's a hell of a writer, though. And even though Shadow Love went 4-2 against Kevin Bishop and was 2-0 against TFK, psych, what are your overall thoughts on Shadow Love versus Kevin Bishop and Shadow Love versus TFK as two very different types of feuds between characters? Kevin Bishop was always my competitor. Um, like, you know, I did win the world title with him at UCI, so that was, like, probably my greatest achievement um, with Kevin Bishop. So... I kind of had to think differently, like as a darker kind of mentality type character, like that ran a cult to fight Shadow Love. With TFK, it was different um, just because I had to, you know, be that more upbeat type character that didn't really, like, oh, I'm going to burn your children or whatever. I, that's not TFK's MO, you know, it's more kind of funny and whimsical a little bit. Yeah. Being that Shadow was 6-2 and two overall against both your characters, Psych, how did you approach role-playing against Shadow as Kevin Bishop as compared to how you approach role-playing against Shadow as TFK, if there was any difference? Shadow and Kev were complete opposites attract kind of opponents, which made role-playing easy for me and Shadow versus TFK was easy for me because I approached it like how I would approach RP against myself in a Shadow versus Shadow match. Ugh. Shadow Love, I love you, but your sentences are a jungle sometimes, and I have to navigate my way through them. Kind of approached that a little bit in the last question that he asked. Uh, um, but, you know, T and I Love do have a lot more in common, just for the sake of, you know, they are Hollywood, uh, better than everybody kind of thing. Um, Kevin Bishop was, you know, pull yourself up from your bootstraps. Uh, Shadow Love had everything, blah, blah, blah. Kevin had to work for it through the streets. Uh, so it's kind of a yeah, it's a big difference between the two, like all three characters, I believe. All right, and did you have just as much fun as I did writing against each other in our feuds? I did. I mean, I, I like I said, I thoroughly enjoy you know fighting against good writers. They just I feel like I have to bring my best game and it kind of gives me the best stories and I, and like I said I don't really plan out further ahead but fighting you know such great opponents I had to you know think more further ahead 
Alright, for the Motley Crew, that's a really good name for the Edge Boys. When TFK was writing against Shadow, I noticed a little cross-contamination with Kevin Bishop character-wise in his writing style, and I used that as an advantage. I've seen that a few other people with multiple characters, but you have to know the characters and pay close attention. So, how would you prevent that kind of cross-contamination if you have multiple characters when writing your roleplays? Um... I generally don't run multiple characters at once, so I don't know if I'm qualified to answer this question, I guess. Um, just make sure you have a good grasp on how both of the characters operate, and I think it, I think it helps to make, like, very different characters, like, 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 like Kevin said, with the difference between Kevin Bishop and TFK, so. That's my kind of cop-out answer, because I don't really have a good answer for that. I try to change the writing style a little bit, like be it color coding or, you know, I, I think with TFK, I put like symbols around his TFK name with Kevin Bishop. It was different. Uh, th that's just a little bit of a difference I try to do. And I mean, I think they both pull, pull from different, you know, aspects of the world as a way to shoot on somebody. TFK is more pop culture. Kevin Bishop's more, you know, linked to like history lessons and using mythology as kind of a, thing to approach a little bit all right thank you shadow love moving on to cory black the big boy i'm calling everyone the big boy i feel i, I really should save that for people who deserve it <laughs> i shouldn't call everyone that uh, tfk versus kevin bishop cage match who wins kevin bishop oof all right I think it's because he has won the world title, and I mentioned he is my my true competitor. I mean, I don't really make funny stuff with Kevin Bishop as much as I do with TFK, so. All right. Talk about the struggles of juggling two of my favorite characters. I've only ever had one character. What the hell goes into making two awesome ones? That that means a lot to hear him say that. <laughs> I would hope it does. <laughs> um, wow. Um... I mean, juggling, it's its just trying to be in that different mindset with each character. Um, what helps a little bit, like, I do have a little bit of a crossover character um, in Xander Hobbs, who was a part of the Brotherhood. He was kind of like the fat reject character mm. that I kind of brought over because I'm, like I'm a geek for connected universes. So um, it's kind of stretched out from the Brotherhood verse to TFK universe a little bit. Um I, I'm I'm really taken that you love my characters. Uh, you know, I I just try to approach it differently. Um, when it comes down to a TFK, I mean, one day I might be able to buckle down and get a world title with him. I don't know. Um, I write to make myself laugh with TFK. I, I try to piss off whoever I can just for the sake of it. Um, Kevin Bishop, he was out to take over the world. And I, I actually try to help, you know, those who are less fortunate in the writing game, like the Psychopomps and uh, DK, I try to lift them up. So. Nice. But. Why the hell hasn't there been a sequel to Brother 13? <clears throat> okay, so there was, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but there was a Brotherhood cult-following pay-per-view for uh, action wrestling. I saw that uh, there's a board for it, so I am aware of its existence, but not much beyond that. Uh, it would be cool to do again. Um, I just haven't. I actually had uh, Lester Parrish's help the last time to write the whole thing, so it's just a matter of finding time to be able to write it all. But I would probably pitch another one for maybe the fall. All right. 
If I gave you fifty dollars, nah, I'm kidding, but not really. <laughs> Why haven't you run Karma full time around here? I feel like that's a missed opportunity. There was one point where I was seriously considering having Nikki Venus be a full time wrestler with Corey Black as her manager. That could be done with Karma and Kevin just as easy. You've probably done it elsewhere, but why not somewhere I can read it, bish? <laughs> uh, I mean, like I said, there was that hot second I was going to bring uh, Karma Bishop and lead to Kevin Bishop returning. Um, with Karma, I have a, a history with her, you know, fighting on indies in New York. Um, I kind of pulled from that when I did the, uh, final girl, uh, battle royales that we did. Um, I'm, it would be fun to do. I just, I guess I'd just have to get around to doing it. <laughs> right. So if the story fits, it could be done. How fucking dope is Midsummer going to be? Shit. <laughs> I've only been vaguely, so, vaguely following that movie, but uh, I, people are excited for it that I've seen. So, I finally watched the trailer earlier because they were talking about it in the chat. Um, wow, it, it looks like a mind, a mind fuck for sure. Um, it made me think of the the movie The Ritual that's on Netflix. Um, yeah. So it it looks pretty good. So I'll definitely be watching it. What makes a character stand out? Why can't everyone accomplish it? I see a lot of muddy characters, more than ones that shine. Help them out. Oh, boy, that's a difficult one. Um, oh, boy, let's see. I think that... I, I think it's pretty simple. It's, everybody wants to win. Um, if they don't win, they don't take that opportunity to evolve their character, I think. It's one thing they might run into. Like, they'll take the loss, and like they don't actually try to spin that shit. Um, in WCF, when I was Kevin Bishop, I, I was handed the people's title. Um, that I had to evolve my character for that. I think I evolved my character one time when they actually had people cheer for my character in one of the matches. And I was like, oh, shit, I guess I'm a face now. Uh, I think QDT <laughs> ran into that a little bit Yeah, he did. Uh, recently. And, so. and I, think, I think QDT has worked with that immensely well, so... Mm-hmm. I think you have to evolve yourself um, based on scenarios that happen. And I think generally for me, I think the most interesting characters are the ones that have like a deep, rich sense of history to them. And I don't think you necessarily have to have been in the game for a long amount of time to be able to do that. Like You could probably write up a decent backstory that you put out like piece by piece in your RPs. So... I guess my answer for that would be history, like people like Johnny Fly, Corey Black, Torture, people with history like that, I would say. This isn't a question. I just think everyone should listen to the new Amana Marf album because it's fucking killer, especially you, Frank. You don't have to ask me twice. I would have listened to it already, but I've been like binge listening to basically every single Gojira album. So I haven't paid that much attention to Amon Amarf, but Corey, we should get you on this podcast so we can talk some fucking Gojira, because I know you're a fan, so... Uh, do you have any rebuttal to that, or no? I've never heard of them. I don't know. <laughs> You've never heard of Amon Amarth with how much no. Corey Black talks about them? I, I suppose I should probably get into that. <laughs> uh, Corey, when this podcast comes out and you listen to this, educate this man on his ignorance. Uh, I wanted to have Michael Letts versus Kevin Bishop in a singles match at Endgame. I think I had FPV versus Sing on the docket too. Are you guys content with where you landed there? Uh, in the long run, yeah. 
because my thing is that I was in the hardcore title match, and I I think I've explained this elsewhere, but like I've had a long history of the hard, with the hardcore title at WCF where I never won it, even though I tried multiple times to get it. And so when Jason Price said, "Yeah, I'm gonna get a bunch of guys in a hardcore street fight for the hardcore title," I immediately like was like, "Yes, I want to do this." I didn't. I wasn't like. Oh no! I prefer like a singles match or whatever. I was like, I want this hardcore title. And I want to be the last hardcore champion. Damn it! And I know that that's something that Corey takes umbrage with. He's like, man, what you should have you should have had a singles match on there. I was like, yeah, I could have, but I wanted the belt because I'm a mark for belt. So, uh, oh yes, FPV versus thing that could have been a really dope match, but we can find other ways to have it. It's fine. Uh, I hated my where I ended up. <laughs> Uh, where Bonnie, did you, Bonnie no showed. Uh, where did you end up again? I forgot. I I fought Bonnie and uh, I fought Scarecrow, Crow McMorris. Oh yeah. Um, I I don't know. I would have much rather fight Michael X because he would have shown up and uh, I would have been able to really dig down deep and, and fight him. Uh, I didn't have a lot of history. I didn't have a lot of I don't know a lot of I guess angst and anger to take out on Crow McMorris because him and I never really crossed paths before, and Bonnie just didn't show up, so it kind of sucked that it ended up the way it did. But um, and then the the time the timeline of when everything was doing it threw me off too, so that that sucked. But uh, no, I would have much rather fought Mikey X. Well, well, thank you, Corey. Moving on to the second Corey of the night, Corey Bull. What was it like, TFK, being in the Harbingers with myself and Shadow Love? Do you think, had NBW not had such a short shelf life, that the same stable could have worked anywhere else? Mm, I mean, I, I, I like Shadow Love uh, a lot. That's why I kind of always wanted to do something with him in a stable-wise. Um, I'm a Corey Bull fan as well. Um, I, I only want the best for him, and I think he deserves opportunities and I thought anything I could do to help uh, you know lift these guys up I was going to do it um, obviously I was running MB or MBW at the time um, so I thought why not we can really run this and make it a thing and you know life got the best of me and you know I just I passed it off to Lester Parrish let him run it and I joined AW instead which was a better choice for me and I actually took some people from there over to here so but yeah, I think I think our connection, Corey, uh, you and Kevin Bishop would work really well elsewhere. Besides Bishop and TFK, who else have you run over the years since you've done this as long <laughs> as me? Okay, so I've been doing this since '97, off and on. Oof. Um, when I first started e-fetting, you was... started e-fetting when I was fucking two years old. That is a <laughs> scary thought. Oh, uh, I was Juventud Guerrera, if you know who that is. <laughs> I do. Um, my, my friend... Favorite, not to interrupt you, but my favorite thing from the invasion in WWF was when The Rock came back, and he was uh, <laughs> he was talking to fucking... I think he was talking to Chris Jericho or something like that. He was like... Mm -hmm. He was, do he was burying people in the way that The Rock buries people, where he'll diss someone, not realizing just how much of a burial it is. And he's right. like, you never went anywhere in WCW, Chris Jericho. You were you were going nowhere, and you were losing to Hooven to Guerrero. And everyone's like, oh, my God. 
Well, funny story. Uh, so I was Hoobie, and my buddy, Bart, who is Lester Parrish's brother, he was The Rock in a E-Fed that we were in. And we were, we were called the People's Champions. Um, and the reason being is Hoobie called himself the People's Champion in WCW when The Rock was calling himself the People's Champion in WWE. So it, it's funny that that connection happened. Um, Lester Parrish was a character named Street Dog back in the day, uh, which was basically like Road Dog, but like blowing up really big. Um, he didn't want me to mention that on this Pridecast, but guess what? Ooh. I mentioned it. So ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> the dirt uh, is not, coming I've been, out. I've been doing this since '97. Um, like I said, I started off with a real wrestler and moved on to creative guys. Um, I had a character called Rattlesnake, and my buddy was Viper. Um, I know it's funny because it's like, oh, it's Stone Cold and Randy, but we, we were different from them, obviously. Um, Nova Kane and my buddy was Danny Demento, Danny Demento was his name. Uh, I was a character named Bane. Um, but then, like, I really dug in and created a character named Obsidian, who soon became Kevin Bishop, the Plague. And it's been growing ever since then. Um, and in, in, in New Blood Wrestling, I, I brought in characters that were on my Xbox that, you know, you create your wrestlers. Like, I would create my own little, you know, wrestling company before I had my own E-Fed. So I kind of had characters to work off of. So, yeah, been a long, been a long time there, Corey Bull. Wow. Well, moving on from that, uh, overall predictions for Evolution 2 and, of course, your Dark Horse Surprise. I think we kind of gave our overall thoughts on Evolution 2 already. As for our Dark Horse surprise, huh. would be a I fun... Mean, I already mentioned Jason Price would be a surprise for me Oh yeah, to show up. If Jason Price showed up not in the Memorial Battle Royal, I think that would be probably the biggest Dark Horse surprise. Actually, I do know of one... I don't know if it's supposed to happen, but I do know of one other surprise, but I'm not going to say it on this cast. Shit, is it David Sanchez? Well, thank you for the questions, Corey. We'll moving on to... <laughs> to Kids Grove? Uh, why the hell is Danny such a dick? Uh, he is what he eats. Yeah. Happy Pride <laughs> Month. Uh, TFK, you know that period you looked like a lumberjack who flashed in parks to families? You ever going to do that dodgy tash again? I hate you. Um, no, the beard Ooh. is back, and it's not going anywhere, you bastard. Wow. How often do you brainstorm and or think about e-wrestling in your daily lives? Um, it kind of comes and goes with me. There will be times where I'm like, I can only focus on e-fetting because like, it has absorbed so much of my attention. And others will be like, oh yeah, I have a match that I have to write for. I wonder what I'm going to write about. So it's a, it's a little on and off for me. Uh, Google Docs is my friend. I can actually pop off and write on breaks and lunches at work. So, All right. Do you prefer Jensen or Kids Grove? Uh, definitely Kids Grove for me. Um, I like Jensen and his dice. I always like your approach to that. But Kids Grove is always close to me just for the sake. I like your script writing. I tell you that all the time. I know uh, others have said it doesn't come off well, but I'm a Odin. great dialogue. We, dialogue we, we name names right? on this podcast, Odin. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. We love you, Odin. You're allowed to have your Definitely. opinions. Definitely. 
for me, I think it's skin script just because like watching the work that you've done with Dandy is just fucking magical. But thank you for that. Uh, moving on to questions from Alex Richards, which is weird because TFK posted these questions in the thread. So. That's because he said it to me in my messenger. I was like, oh, I better throw this on there real quick. That's probably best that you do that. Uh, which title meant the most to win? The USI, US, UCI world title. Just because it was my first world title I got. so. All right. Toughest opponent. <laughs> uh, uh, it depends on your your approach. I mean, if it's shoot, it's Zmac Odin. He he kills it on the shoot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> being creative. Uh, I mean, I love I love fighting Alex Richards. Um, I thought him and I had a pretty good battle for the world title. Um, Shadow love for days, obviously. Um, and I mentioned before, like the the mental attack uh, from John Rabbit crew. <laughs> yeah. Which of your long title reigns was the hardest to hang on to? Uh, UCI world title. How long, uh, how long did that last, by the way? Shit. I think, um, I think yours was like I, the longest at the time. I think so. And I think I won it the most. Like, I, I want to say I lost it a third time to ZMAC was the last time I held it. Yeah. I mean, if you go with longest, I think the people's title is probably my longest reign. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, how hard do the Buckeyes suck? Oh, I hate the Buckeyes. Uh, Elaborate. I think for further further down, I think uh, Lizzie Hope mentions, like, you're a Buckeye fan, and it made me oh, like... Oh, yeah, it's the, like, it's the post immediately down after that. Nah, dude, nah, I hate them. Um... My I'll dad just, is a huge I'll, I'll Buckeye just, fan. I'll uh, just read this before you go any further, just so that I don't okay. have to get redundant. Oh, you're a Buckeye? What do you think of the Urban Meyer fiasco last year? I'm a Longhorn, so obviously fuck Zach Smith. Do you think Tom Herman is a piece of shit for doing coke off stripper's tits and drinking vodka and G2 on the job, as referenced by Zach? And who do you think will make the college football playoff next season? Um, I hate Urban Meyer. <laughs> Right. Uh, he he's kind of a, a a dick for covering up as long as he did and acting like nothing ever happened. Um, that Zach guy sounds like he parties pretty good. Uh, <laughs> right there with the beach crew, family wholesome stuff, right? Um, <laughs> good clean Christian <laughs> content. That's right. Uh, I mean, I, I want to say the the Wolverines every year. I have faith that they're going to make it. So. Um, I hate Alabama. I mean, obviously they're, they're a team Alabama. to be reckoned with. So Alabama makes me sick. Um, but no, back to back to the Buckeyes. My dad's a huge Buckeye fan. Um, him and I always feuded, so that's why I became a Wolverine, and it's it's diehard like Wolverine fan. Uh, going going up to the arena and you know being decked out in Michigan gear with my Michigan hockey mask, and it just it was awesome. Like, and I always remember that. So. All right, and uh, to everyone from Lizzie, please weigh in on the colorful discussion we've been having about the response sheet stuff. What are your thoughts <laughs> now? I've been a little out of the loop, so I don't know exactly what's been going on with 
response. I actually, I think I started the conversation with them about it. Well, I I just, I feel it's like a chess game, man. Like we're always like trying to think five steps ahead of each other. And, you know, in this day and age, we don't have nonstop role plays against each other all up to deadline. We, we choose our words wisely and we, you know, try to be as creative as possible. And that's, that's kind of where we all have come from being in this community we've created and, and ran with. Um, it's kind of a dick move to, you know, not write anything all week, see your opponent post something, and then, you know, use their creativity to give yourself creativity. Yeah, in, that, that, in that context, yeah, that is a dick move, because you're sandbagging your opponent, waiting until they post, and then, then, like, filling in your bit of shoot to get the last word in and then put that out. Um, now, yeah. in the context for something like an internet title or the hardcore title, where it's actively encouraged, mm-hmm. it's fine, because... You're writing multiple RPs throughout the week, like multiple right. short 1K, mostly shoot RPs. So in that context, it's fine. But if you do that in like a US or a world title match, then you're going to get shit on. Right, right. So I try to get that point across. I mean, I think others jumped in. Spencer had some some words. Uh, Flash threw some stuff out there. So we, we try to get it across. I don't know if it came through to them or not, but... Hopefully they, they know where we're coming from with it. Alright. Uh, oh, more uh, college football talk from Shia Love. Fuck me, now all I can picture is TFK wearing a maze and blue hoodie and slim fit men's doctors <laughs> registered for khaki pants while directing his role plays like Harbaugh on the sideline. That being said, will Jim Harbaugh be less overrated now that Sherman Meyer is gone? <laughs> Wall. And if Harbaugh doesn't beat a mediocre team like the Ohio State twice this year, will he be fired, and will Tom Brady be named the new Wolverines head coach? I laughed when I read this. Uh, I kind of <laughs> wanted to you know, add that into a role play just for shits and giggles. Um, but no, I didn't. I mean, if I could get Tom Brady as a coach for the Wolverines, I, I think I would sacrifice Jim Harbaugh to whatever God I had to. I also want Tom Brady to be the Wolverines coach, not because I am uh, invested in the Wolverines as a football program, but because I'm tired of Tom Brady always being in the Super Bowl every year. I need something other than the Patriots. (laughs) Like, I have come to loathe football the past few years because of the Patriots always being in the playoffs, especially because of the debacle of the Saints in the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. Don't even get me fucking started on that. Right. All right. Uh, thank you for that diatribe, Shadow Love. Moving on to Odin Balfour once again. TFK, if you could take over an Adobe character for a week or month, what character would you handle? Man. See, and I thought about that question most of today. There's so many, so many good characters that. I mean, I, I think when Ryan Lockhart came in, like I, like, oh, he's from Boston, and Thad's from Boston, and I try to like make them like friends not friends like in person but friends from afar uh i like the ryan lockhart character um william moore and his constant changes that he's done good for him for his evolution he's been doing especially since since it's coming to a head at evolution two right right um (laughs) i mean zmac has constantly been changing too now he's with uh, with bow blue or bow blaze and so forth you almost called him Um, bow blue didn't you I did. Give me, give me Big John Frost for a month, and I'll show you what I could do with him. Ooh, that, right. That's that's a that's a curveball. 
Thank you for that. I'm moving on. Last, lastly, let me refresh to make sure this is actually the last question asked. Is all right from Jace Wilds. Closing us out. Is Jace gonna suck Corey's dick before or after beating his ass to a bloody pulp at Evo Two Pride Month? <laughs> Um, I think Corey is going to beat him as he's deep throwing him. That that's going to be how he pins him. One, two, three. Sounds about right. Why, <laughs> why is James such a douchebag? Because he's killing the cruiserweight division. <laughs> he is. He absolutely is. He is killing this cruiserweight. This cruiserweight division with this two hundred point six nonsense. Get out of here with that. Mm-hmm. And uh. Lastly, when will Billy stop putting three-month-old RB sandwiches down his fat neck? <laughs> the moment we switch our sponsorship to Wendy's, that's when. There you go. Junior bacon cheeseburgers for everybody. Biggie bags for all. <laughs> God, you, that's that's the end of the podcast for this week. This, this was a wild ride. I didn't think we would go on for long, but we got on for almost three. Three hours. We're at 2:51 right now. Uh, I am looking at the port right now. And one last thing before we leave: um, okay. the newest member that has signed up on the boards is a individual that I remember from WCF. Do you remember a individual named Riddlebox? Yes, I remember Riddlebox. He has joined AW, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I oh, could shit. I could talk more about that, but I'm very tired and I want to go back to sleep. Alrighty. Well, this has been a fun cast. Thank you once again, Matt, for coming in. Thanks for having me. And I think we're going to try our best next week. We're going to have the head honcho himself torture for the After Evolution Pride cast. Because nice. it's the biggest show of the year. We need the biggest guy in the Fed. Not mass-wise, though. That's not a fat joke. Chuck, <laughs> is, a, Chuck is a very sexy man. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> But yeah, we're we're gonna try and get tort on the cast for next week, and uh, see where it goes from there. So uh, for Matt, I'm Frank, and I'll see you all next week after Evolution.